So we are watching One Piece. That's me. I'm Jory. Here, uh, I've watched some more episodes of One Piece, and I'm joined by Joe, who has rewatched some more episodes of One Piece. It's me, Caesar Clown. I ate the vape vape fruit. Oh no! And I'm taking over the podcast today. Jory, do you do you know where we are? We're we're in Punk Hazard. Um. Which, uh, as soon as I was a doing the opening, new world. <laughs> the second half of the grand line. We did it. That parody just somewhere, right? It's got. Uh, I just did it. I don't. I haven't. I haven't tracked <laughs> Patreon goal right there. Just I'm going to be no. completely. Yeah. Uh, I, both of my podcasts have Patreons that make me sing. Um, I. <laughs> I'm going to be completely unhinged in this episode because I'm so excited. We're going to talk about like so many of my favorite characters and bullshit that has ever happened in this stupid fucking cartoon. And we have to talk about like 11 episodes. Boy, bullshit is a way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. You tweeted. You tweeted what is... We're getting ahead of ourselves of a character that's going to show up like in six, seven episodes of conversation. Uh, you tweeted, what the fuck is Law's power? <laughs> what is it really, though? I think I think our podcast has to turn into an investigation to really figure that out. Because the short answer is whatever's narratively convenient at the time. What does Oda feel like? Well, yeah. yeah. What's a cool thing he wants to draw? Which I support as a motivation for coming up with a power. Look, that is, I, I'm like 90% sure that is how JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has been written for the past almost 40 years. So yeah, yeah. I think I think I think the tenets of JoJo's is what do I want to draw today? What's a cool idea? And how do I make sure it ends on a high note? And like the like the chapter on a high note. And like I don't know. It's really popular now. <laughs> so <laughs> success. But we're in it. It's Punk Hazard. Uh, if you uh, uh this episode that we st- we're talking about five seventy nine to five eighty nine. Uh, five seventy nine starts with last time on. We all remember. Luffy turning into a giant man and fighting yeah. Momonga. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon. We're going to discuss it. Uh, oh, we yeah, haven't. This is a March episode. Yeah. Yeah. This is our second March episode. We're recording it um, <laughs> literally a month before it comes out. Like, I think almost to the day. And uh, we are going to talk about that filler arc 
on the Patreon. So <laughs> go probably subscribe. Have the filler arc before you have it's, this episode. Yeah, it's probably timed out great, but we are unstuck in time as as people. Um, so we are already here at Punk Hazard, which means in between. I don't know if the the last filler arc episode like does any lip service to. Oh, the seas are stormy again because it's so sunny and bright in the, in the, in the recap. And then it's just like, all right, all of our clothes changed back to how they were four episodes and it's stormy again. And oh, look, an island. So here we are. Here's another thing I want to keep track of. I asked a question in the Discord and everyone, my, everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's a plot device that we've forgotten about. They do so much work to set up this new log pose and immediately... They come to an island that isn't on it. They just ignore the log post. It's just like, ah, oh, fuck. The log, the log yeah. post isn't pointing here. It's like, well, we gotta go. <laughs> the guy called. I guess, it's a, I guess it's a scale of escalation because Nami is like, look, these three needles are pointing to different places of ranging difficulty level. And <laughs> this one is not one of the three, which means it must be even worse. Which we should probably describe it a little bit. Uh, we're talking about 579. And um, the sea is on fire, fire, and they're in front of a volcano yep. island. <laughs> Seems cool. Luffy has a line that says, look, it's got lava, it's got a volcano, the only thing it's missing is us on it. He <laughs> <laughs> does make a compelling point there, too. So I just want to keep a thread to, we will let you know the next time the log post comes up. Could not tell you when <laughs> it is. Because um, a lot of gears get put in motion from this arc. Uh, which we haven't quite gotten to yet in this chunk, but I mean, I commissioned art with law in it, so I, I, it's no surprise that uh, there was no secret keeping that uh, law might affect the plot from here on out. Law will return in One Piece New World. The end game. <laughs> and see One Piece Stampede. I hope Law shows up at the end of One Piece. That'd be fucked up if he just, after a certain point, is like, ah, I'm fucking off now. <laughs> Bye. Or he just dies. I don't know. That'd be fucked up, too. I feel like uh, Oda I would, was... have, would go through a divorce if that happened. God, yeah. Law rules. I'm going to simp over Law this for the next, like, calendar year of this podcast. <laughs> he's He's great. There's not going to be a ton of them in this episode, but he immediately does shit that's going to be, uh, like, an hour of, of bits. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, this island, it's fire. Everyone's scared about it. Uh, the Straw Hats, that is. And suddenly, their snail phone rings. Is this the first time we've seen that they have one? Or am I forgetting something in, uh, like, Fishman Island already? I feel like they've had... They- they have one available when it's convenient, I think. I don't think they yeah, ever just, just, like, show it as part of decoration. But I feel like no. at, they at whatever they need to, someone has a transponder snail, whether on their person or nearby. And when, yeah, it's, and when it's narratively valuable for them to be disconnected, they don't. Yeah. Which is fine. I, don't, I just can't remember if it's ever been, like, a plot point before. It wouldn't have come up. If it wasn't a plot point, I just don't know if it's ever been like, oh, yeah, I guess they have a snail phone. Sure. Um, I guess they've also been on this boat since Thriller Bark. So <laughs> why wouldn't they? Yeah. It's interesting because they the boat change is such a big thing. And also the time skip is such a big thing. And there's such a big chunk before the time skip where Luffy doesn't even have a boat that I sometimes forget it was there at Thriller Bark. Like it almost feels like a the new world boat in a way because of that. The, the way those things line up. But anyways, the snail phone rings, or should I say cries, 
it starts sobbing, which isn't normally a thing they do. <laughs> it is uh, apparently a distress signal. I think Robin, or maybe Sanji says it. Someone knows. I think it might be Sanji because Robin says, careful, <laughs> the Marines will sometimes make fake versions of these to, to capture people. That's entrapment. Yeah. I mean, if you're a Marine, you've got to, if I ask you a Marine, you've got to tell me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, as Sanji and Robin are like, oh yeah, we got to be careful. Uh, Luffy has already answered the phone. One of, again, one of my favorite bits is that a phone rings. He picks it up and says, hi, hello, who's there? I'm Luffy. I'm going to be king of the pirates. <laughs> this is no exception. Right away, we're kind of dragged into a story um, that I'm sure a lot of words start to distress you. Um, this is a distress signal for Jory, uh, because a man over the phone is like, help us, help me, we're being attacked by a samurai, help me find my boss, I'm at Punk Hazard, it's so cold, and then he dies on the phone. <laughs> so that's already like, okay, guess I'm scared of that. Not a fan. Oh, Luffy's gonna want to go there even more. Also, what's cold? We're next to Lava Island. What? That's strange. <laughs> and Brooke... In all of his wisdom is like, samurai are only from a place called Wano. And that's like a closed off place. So no one ever like comes or goes. Zoro, of course, remembers Wano from fighting uh, Ryuma's zombie with Brook's soul in it. And I think Zoro's immediately like, I, I want to fight a samurai. <laughs> I'm just like one. If just, it, I, just what, like a what samurai. this happened, uh, I was thinking, you know, what if, what if four kids got to this this point, and there would absolutely be a line where Zoro says something. A samurai. There's a song that says, "I'm just like one of those." <laughs> I mean, yeah, four kids never really cared about the the fourth wall. No, <laughs> could have been an alternate name for them, even. Um, <laughs> to use the four a different way but i think it's almost interesting that zoro doesn't know more about samurais like it seems like a thing he would just like have picked up but i guess the himbo excellence he just knows the things that are directly in front of him on screen i think it specifically raises the question where the fuck he was as a kid to me because like, did he never clearly. hear the word samurai when he grew up in a fucking like samurai sword dojo, training basically? dojo yeah <laughs> Some, I mean, it was in the East Blue. Maybe it's. I, I think what One Piece is doing is like something that four kids would have struggled with, which is the because of their rap song. But like the idea that samurai are only specifically people from Wano. Yeah, that, that like, seems like he uses yeah. swords. He's like a samurai, but it's a specific term that means Wano yeah. resident I, uh, I or think... a specifically trained swordsman. From there. It, it de I, I think it it does it, it just raises confusion to uh especially um us as uh baka gaijins um mm, <laughs> i'm mm, very mm. sorry for saying that because I, I from what i understand samurai are specifically different from just like a swordsman in japan which like, is true it's just that japan stuff but yeah you think he especially even like he would hear about it like you know, like the he'd over. Um, maybe they'll show some kind of flashback at some point. I feel like they're far you enough think, into Wano you think we're where get like Zoro flashback. You kidding? <laughs> I know I'm being generous here, but I feel like they're far enough into Wano where they've passed the point for it to be necessary. But there'd be some kind of thing where Zoro's like training, and the the joke of the flashback is Zoro isn't paying attention and he does not recall it. But as the viewer, we get to hear it. it's like someone being being like, "Oh man." 
this is a pretty our mm-hmm. our our trainer is so good it's like yeah it's not nearly as good as the samurai from the wano kingdom though yeah that's the thing like I, I'm not saying that like oh, all swordsmen are samurai, therefore yeah. Zora must know about it. But for his drive to be the strongest swordsman in the yeah. world, it seems like he might have heard about this before <laughs> you Ryuma. Think, you think he would? Uh, but no, I guess. I guess again, like I don't know. He's a himbo. He's young. Also, you raise a great point. So many great character backstories come from other people explaining it, like Zoro. <laughs> Zoro's never going to talk about his shit, but if we happen to meet someone who knows him. We might, because um, that's obviously how we learn about Robin's stuff is kind of by Spandam kind of pushing that, which is an interesting point that I'm going to, I mean, Zoro's nothing, so I don't know if ever <laughs> that will happen, but uh, it is uh, probably a great thing to keep in mind of like, oh yeah, of course he's never going to say his own shit. Uh, anyways, Luffy, of course, is going to go on this island. He wants to help these people. There is a point of contention of he said cold, this place is fire. Yeah, but they kind of fall on. Well, distress signal doesn't have a long range, so maybe uh, Robin's like, maybe he was just cold because he was bleeding out to death. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck, Robin? The f- I love it, it, it's becoming a bit of her brand in a way that's kind of like Brooke occasionally trying to, you know, fit a bone joke in somewhere, um, where she's <laughs> like, what's the worst possible way I could read this situation? So deadpan. It's great. I love Robin after she, like, like I love post, I love all of Robin, period, but, like, especially the way she gets to, like, open up and be more of a character after Water 7 once her mystery is less narratively necessary. Um, meanwhile, that call was, was intercepted. It wasn't fake, but it was intercepted by Marines. None other than our boy Smoker ship, who we saw uh, last time for a second in his new alt-right haircut. <laughs> Tashiki is the person who hears it, maybe. Um, yeah. Of course, Luffy announces his name, so <laughs> there's no question. Um, we see that the G5 Marines are just torturing pirates for fun, and that's great. There's no reason to harp on that or the 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 power that uh, yeah, you know it doesn't mean the law it's has. Just, no, it's just it's just a funny funny scene. <laughs> yeah. Haha. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Smoker, who has like a good moral sense of right and wrong, doesn't do anything about it. Anyways, uh, Smoker's like, yeah, well, that's impossible, right? Punk Hazard's been sealed off for four, or, or no, I think it's the Marines who are like, Punk Hazard's been sealed off for four years because of some accident. I think it's quickly implied that, like, Smoker's like, no, it hasn't. <laughs> it's been used for <laughs> at least one thing since then, which is revealed in this chunk of episodes. I'm not spoiling Jory, although as soon as you might have already figured it out when you're like, how is there a cold place in this fire island? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, I, I don't know. It's like the Jinbei just told us, like, that's the thing that, that, that that's what like, if I, I feel, feel weird about it because it's like Jinbei just said it. And I also feel like it doesn't need to be a place where they go. It doesn't. But I think it creates a very cool environment. It absolutely for does. Shit. It does. Like, there's no. Uh, we'll just get to it now. This is the place where Okiji and Akainu fought, and uh, they basically fought so hard that half the island is uh, a lava biome, and the other half is frozen. And it doesn't matter narratively that they are the, at, at a place where that fight happened. Maybe you could, you know, draw some lines of like 
this is a big turning point for Luffy in the New World, and that was a big turning point for the Marines, so there's some narrative uh, synergy there, but plot-wise, it doesn't fucking matter. It's just (laughs) very cool to have an island that's half fire and half ice. It's always cool when you put those two things next to each other. Um, Absolutely. It's been, yeah, so the story is that it's been sealed off for four years ago. Some people know that uh, it was used for that big fight between those two. We're, we're just saying it now, but it gets revealed in like four or five episodes, I think, from Smoker. But uh, back to the Straw Hats, Luffy, <laughs> like a handful of people really want to go and a handful don't. Um, you can probably guess who's who because we have persistent character traits in this <laughs> uh, this story. Um, but they end up drawing straws, even though... There's enough people who want to go and enough people who exactly. don't want to go. <laughs> it doesn't really That's matter. That's the thing. Nami says that she wants to make sure someone is around to, to keep Luffy in line, but Robin already wanted to go. So, <laughs> and she ends up going anyway. The scene is funny where they all draw straws. Um, it's Luffy, Zoro, Robin, and Usopp are the island adventuring team. Uh, Sanji sends them with food. Uh, Nami makes a great um, like bridge out of clouds. Uh, for them to ride over with the mini Mary, if you remember that we have a little, <laughs> a little buddy now, which I don't think we've seen since Thriller Bark, maybe. I don't think so. I don't remember. It really only comes up when they have to go board an island <laughs> that they can't like park their boat at, effectively. Uh, but anyways, there's a after they're gone. I think it's Frankie who's like, "Do you know if the bridge actually reaches the island?" And Nami's like, "No." <laughs> anyways, <laughs> they'll figure it out. Luffy's a big boy. <laughs> Uh, but they're having a lovely lunch over a sea of flames. Just, uh, we get a lot of humor out of Usopp uh, having a relapse into his allergic to this island disease. <laughs> so so tragic. It, yeah, rip to Usopp. I hope Soga King is on this island <laughs> to fill in for him. But it's very funny, just like, the the obvious thing you get out of sticking these people together. Because Luffy's like, adventure, Zoro's like, too cool to care either way he just wants to find like fucked up shit <laughs> and robin is uh in her own way looking for fucked up shit Ro- robin as i would expect from a woman who's like 29 she's i just i i love that her whole thing is like ooh, this sounds fun like this just seems like fun i love that robin gets to have fun <laughs> not enough do we get to see this uh ever but I, I love that Punk Hazard delivers on it, even if really just here at the top. She's very excited. It's a, she's the adult in the room, but also in a way she's like uh, stirring a pot in her own way. Yeah. <laughs> I just I love Robin and I love that Robin gets to have fun sometimes. Every time she gets to have fun, I'm having fun. Uh, they get to the island shore. There's a big gate around it that says danger keep out signed the world government. And they're like, well, guess we, or Usopp's like, well, guess we got to turn back. But Zoro just uh, cuts open the gate. Um, Robin is like, there are buildings here and there was a fence, which means it wasn't always on fire like this. Fair line of thinking there. Logical. Usopp has to play the floor as lava for a little bit. <laughs> jumping around. Things melting. If you didn't already put it together, I think the fact that there's clearly lava... <laughs> I think helps connect it to Aki Inu a little bit more. And uh, they hear a big scary sound. Before we see what that is, Nami notices that on the other side of the island, this is back on the sunny, of course, Nami notices on the other side of the island, away from them, uh, the clouds are completely different. She's like, there must be completely different weather over there. 
And yeah, I think in this one episode, you're given enough information to connect all the dots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like what the island is these two things. And we just heard about uh, uh, an event that might have created such an environment. Before the episode ends, we get a big cliffhanger where Teen Luffy sees that something is moving. What is it but a dragon? Uh, Luffy's dad is here? <laughs> no. Uh, like a Dang. big scaly lizard with, with, with wings and, and fire breathing. <laughs> we go right into 580, the next episode, where Luffy thinks it's really cool. And there's some... I don't know if it was in which of these two episodes it's in, but I love all the dialogue to they've never seen this before. They didn't think this could possibly be real. Just completely flushing that one filler arc down the toilet where they met a dragon. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty early on. Why even? Like, normally the anime tries to give lip service to filler being canon, but I don't even know how you do that and keep any of these plot beats intact. So I don't blame them for saying fuck it. They gave up, like, right after two, and they're like, oh, whoa, this chopper can talk to animals, so... That's true, and that's another <laughs> plot beat that you can't retrofit to that yeah. filler arc. One of the... <laughs> One of the only filler arcs I think that really gets that treatment. Almost everything else I feel like is, uh, like mentioned at least or like acknowledged in tiny ways. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Anyways, gonna fight a dragon. Before they do though, they hear a voice come from it. Um, I kind of like how they play this because there's a voice that's like, "Who goes there?" and it bites. But when Luffy's like, "What was that voice?" Only no one else heard it. So, like, there's a hint of, like, is Luffy tapping into something that no one else can? Especially, like, right after Fishman Island and the Sea King stuff. It's his hockey. It's his, it's his big brain hockey. God, what was the bit from when I was on Paramecia fancast? It was, like, Devil Monkey God Hockey. which was, like, some, <laughs> some awful, like, YouTube theory. I think about that a lot. Uh, <laughs> but... I can never remember the actual series of, of stupid words. Uh, that's not what this is. I just think it's funny that it plays for that for a second. They dodge a fireball. It's a big scary dragon. Luffy starts to fight it, but it's strong. No one questions that it could have been like a devil fruit thing. They're just like, this is a real dragon, um, which is interesting to me <laughs> because we've already met a dinosaur man. Uh, well, but it, it, some, Something I, I, and a Phoenix I have man, noticed so. is just that people... Just, who who should know better are always surprised about devil fruits so <laughs> that's true that is true um we're gonna see that here too uh when, when we get to a later episode but i mean except for the the only time really that like i can understand people being surprised is uh brook because i don't know even fucking someone being uh he's a skeleton that's <laughs> a, out there he's a he's a walking skeleton and you know uh i i feel like Law's power is so also yeah. ridiculous, but for the most part, everyone at, like he's a, a boy made of rubber. Well, you can turn into a fucking bear, so why are you so surprised? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's I don't know. It's just always fun, probably it to is. write that shit. <laughs> it absolutely is. Uh, yeah, but uh, interesting that they never. They just are like, oh, I guess there's voices coming from this dragon, but. It's definitely just a talking dragon and not a man with a fruit power that we know could exist. I mean, it's kind of clear that, I don't know. I, I feel like it's pretty quickly clear that the voice might not completely match the actions of the dragon. Yeah. But uh, Zoro and Luffy are trying to fight it. Uh, it's tough. It's strong. Also, everyone is like kind of stripped down because it's so hot here. Immediately, I like Luffy's design better. I don't like his shirt that much. I don't like his New World red frilly shirt that much. 
and uh, he's got a good six pack. Gotta admit, it is. it's fit. So they're fighting a dragon. Uh, it speaks again this time. Other people hear it, and what's interesting is that it says, "Are you also allies of the Seven Warlords?" Which is like a phrase that raises an eyebrow <laughs> to everyone involved, including us, <laughs> the audience. They dodge some more fire after it. So like it's asking a question like that, and then just shooting a fireball. I'm sure that's fine. Let's check back in on the sunny. Uh, it's still getting very hot there, so everyone is like relaxing. I think Sanji made them some ice cream at some point. Yeah, because it's hot, so he made ice mm-hmm. cream. But he only made it for Robin, and everyone else is lucky that there were leftovers. They're Nami, but yes. Oh yeah, Nami, not Robin. His bits of like, you know, these you're lucky because there's only leftovers because she was finished. But also, he would happily make seconds for her. <laughs> the bits like that are always like, well, I know that's not true. <laughs> he feeds his friends. But anyways. That's a great scene. He's uh, back in the kitchen now cooking. Um, it's very important that he's like separated from them for a minute. Not that it makes a big difference in the long run. But we see that something is approaching the ship. We get like a point of view of something coming to the ship and like from the water. Nami analyzing the weather in the sky is like, yeah, the other half of the island must be freezing. Um, I don't remember if she puts together that that might be where the guy was calling from. We do as the audience, so it's fine. The mystery men, we realize there's plural, uh, from the point of view that we saw climbing onto the ship. We see, like, some silhouettes climb onto the ship, and they have, like, a barrel with them. They press a button on, and it starts to release some gas. And uh, slowly, all the straw hats on the deck start to, to pass out. They fall down. It takes Chopper a little bit longer than everybody else. I don't, I don't know if that's because he's a reindeer. Even though Brooke doesn't have a nose or lungs, it affects him. And eventually it, it sort of revealed who did this. And it's it's a bunch of yellow hazmat suit. It's it's characters from Monster, Inc. It's the Among Guys. We went with two very different jokes at the same time. Uh, yeah, one piece Among Us real, but also these are the guys from Monsters, Inc. Both of these things are true. And then we go to an eye catch. And when we come back, Luffy's fighting a dragon. I like this little, like, team-up stuff that happens here in the dragon fight. Luffy, like, shoots up to it because he's going to, like, ground it for Zoro to finish off. It's not exactly what happens, but he goes up there and he gets on top of it with, like, a gum-gum rocket. And he sees something weird. And it's just like a little pair of legs dangling (laughs) in its neck. And I guess that's where the voice is coming from. It's revealed because Luffy starts to, like poke at it and it's like hi you're tickling me huh every now and then i don't know what the the subtitle said but in the dub every now and then it had a vocal tick that would say hoot um (laughs) which is paid off i promise you but i don't remember what it was in the subs i i changed uh where i was watching the show and i Mm. did notice the subs felt different than they were because i was watching a different tone on hulu and then I, I'm now watching it on VRV, which is Crunchyroll. Yes. And I, I, I have noticed that just like the, the, there is like a change in tone in a lot of the characters, it seems like. I don't know if they use yeah. separate subs from what like. I imagine Hulu uses the Funimation subs. That's what I was going to say. I don't know if Crunchy has their own simulcast team that has slightly different localization. I would imagine because they're not partnered anymore. But I don't know. They'll probably be together soon when Sony uh, buys out uh, Crunchyroll. Everything. And then Disney buys them. 
Oh yeah, Disney's and then, gonna buy yeah, Sony, yeah. and then we'll get to see uh, Deku in Avengers Forty Two. <laughs> oh man, I um, because that's how licensing my, works. <laughs> I'm, yes, yeah, people are brain dead. That's like, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might already be announced at this point a project I'm working on that involves Disney animation. But I was re I've been reading about the company. And I was reading a book, you know, analyzing the development of, of the studio. It bless its heart. It was written in like 2011. Um, so it in the conclusion, like briefly touches on, oh, yeah, like also Bob Iger bought Marvel. But it's going to be a lot of effort to like mine that for for a big franchise. <laughs> and I just like, oh, bless your fucking heart, man. Imagine going back to like. 2009 Disney buys Marvel and you're like that's not going to pay off. Well, the 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 f- thing that's really funny to me, well, I I I love the Rams. The first thing they did when they had Marvel is they did a crossover with Phineas and Ferb. They didn't as the Hell first yeah. like thing they like big thing they did. <laughs> mm. Different times. Um and to do it so early too. Like they'd really only knocked out a couple movies and not even that many of them were good. Oh yeah. Like Iron the first Iron Man holds up, but like Hulk is so bad that people just went and saw Iron Man again. It was the same summer. Anyways, um different podcast. This uh, Luffy finds a pair of legs. What is your uh, I haven't been checking in with you as much because this episode has so much shit for us to get through. Um what the fuck are you thinking at this point? <laughs> uh fine. You know, uh I didn't think it was the ca- the uh the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, oh, there's a pair of legs. Uh, something's going on that's weird on the side. <laughs> so do you do you when you see something like that? Do you just kind of like check out and you're like, it'll tell me? Or do is there a part of your brain that depending just on what it is? Like depending okay. on depending on the thing is like something like that. It's like, well, I, I imagine this is probably a plot device for the island, and it doesn't see it's mm. not that weird considering <laughs> we've seen this before. I just hadn't put together like oh. Laws are gonna be here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, once once laws in the picture, a million things make more sense, and they eventually tell you, or rather, they Luffy <laughs> is told uh, explicitly how all this works um, before the end of this chunk, even. But yes, we have seen uh, some powers that might separate bodies into pieces, and all of them still be alive and functioning. Before it's been a while. We haven't seen, I mean, we saw Law at the end of Marineford, but we haven't seen him, like, do that shit since Saba Odi, which was, like, even longer. Um, anyways, we'll get to him later. Uh, pair of legs attached to, I say attached, but it's not, I guess, like, it's not even immediately apparent that's it. Like, they think he's stuck in a hole. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like, before they, like, uh, pulled, pulled the legs, I was like, oh, it's stuck in, like, some kind of dragon gills or something. Mm-hmm. Especially since talking, yeah. I think, is a, a big reason that, like, even I didn't, I didn't remember the payoff of how the legs had a voice. It's well, so good. I can't good. imagine why anyone would actually remember that. No, especially since um, this character is very serious in the long run. Yeah. But, uh, who, by the way, we don't get his fucking name until, like, the very end, and it's only, like, by conjecture. I'll probably just start saying it at some point. Uh, to to be easier for myself, uh, but we do hear a name in this section 
that has to be his by process of elimination. <laughs> the dragon notices Luffy's on his back, tries to bite him. Luffy's like, haha, fuck you, and puts his own wing in his mouth. Um, so it chews up its own wing like a dipshit dragon idiot, and it starts to fall. And now we get some good team-up shit. Usopp uses his trampoline seed again, uh, and Zoro jumps on it so he can, like, do his up-B attack, <laughs> beat the shit out of his dragon. He cuts his fucking head off, which is, like, surprisingly final for a One Piece fight. Normally they don't do that much yeah. damage, but they end up, like, grilling and eating this fucking thing, which is apparently synthetic, by the way. <laughs> Well, fucking we need to talk about the fact that uh blank can generate meat in a lab very cool solve the food crisis um no i don't think i'll solve the food crisis i'll make more robots with lasers um anyways <laughs> i don't i don't want to cure cancer i want to turn people into dinosaurs <laughs> that's a lot of plot beats in this show i'm just not realizing anyways uh, the boys are falling out of the sky, and Robin catches them in her big giant hands, and I would give anything to fall into Robin's big hands. Um, crisis averted, they, be they beat the dragon. That was over pretty quick. We go back to the sunny, and Sanji comes out of the kitchen, sees that everyone's knocked out, and it's very foggy. How strange. And he notices that there's gas in the air, but just a little too late, because he's inhaled a little bit. He's like, I gotta call Luffy on the snail. I hope they took one. But he does not make it. I don't know why they included this beat to separate him from everyone else, but they do. Uh, he tries to call out to to and on the snail, but uh, to no avail. Uh, F, Sanji's dead. The Among Us men are reporting back to someone uh, that they're taking these humans, the cyborg and the pet, back to wherever they're from. And they say something along the lines of, the master will be pleased. Ooh, dun dun. To be continued. Um, it's the end of the episode. I mean, we'll figure out what they're talking about pretty soon, but <laughs> bummer that they're getting kidnapped, I guess. By these funky little men. By these minions. Uh five eighty one starts with Luffy trying to free the man from the dragon's hole. <laughs> this is um actually the climax of the film Doolittle. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, all I know about that is, does an Iron Man pull a bagpipe out of the dragon's ass and play it? That's exactly what I'm addressing. The the the, <laughs> the denouement of that film. Actually, that's not that's actually not true. There's something after that, but uh, the big climax of the action sequence in that movie where they have to quote unquote fight a dragon. It's not really a fight because the man's a doctor and he's like, I'm gonna pull shit out of its ass because it's 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 afflicted. And yes, um, there's a bagpipe in there. That's the yeah, that's what I was getting at. Uh, anyways, uh, Luffy does get the legs off, but it's just legs. <laughs> and it talks, and they're like, oh, no, we broke a man. We killed a man. We ripped his legs off. <laughs> uh, but they're like, I think it's Robin who's like, there's no mark on the dragon. There's no yeah. hole for the rest of his body was. And the legs are like, I can, I can sense you. What I want to know is how his kimono is still on in this way. Like, that's the magic of Law's power, is that his clothes <laughs> don't just, like, dissipate because they're no longer connect. I guess maybe the sash is still on the legs, maybe? I, you know, there's... Uh, they, I think that's just something they show with, like, when Law, like, turns people into bits. I think 
for the most part, whatever's going on is still bound by normal, like, laws of physics, maybe? <laughs> so, like, I mean, we could talk about this for 72 hours, and I don't, this is going to be a mm -hmm. King Crimson situation, but it's going to be like, let's say if I cut my turntable in half while it was spinning, I think the pieces would still spin like normal. They'd just be split in half with how Law's power works. If that makes sense. That's that's the most complicated example like I you could give me. <laughs> I think. It's like like cu cutting it in half like if if it's like at my upper body like the lower part of my shirt isn't just going to s drop off because it's not connected to the top part anymore that's on my shoulders. I think it's it's like cutting out a piece of the existence kind yeah, of. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like he's cutting out metaphysical yeah <laughs> objects in a way. Um, it, you can't really understand it. You kind of got to feel it. We kind of got we got a tenant situation on our hands. I would love for someone to have ability that's just moving backwards. By the way, <laughs> uh, just fuck me up with that shit. Anyways, yeah, law has a really complicated power that we'll get to. But um, as we've already made clear and will be clear in like four episodes, uh, that's how this happened. Uh, the legs can sense that there's someone there, and he's like, "I have to go. I have a mission." So it runs away. He has to get revenge on a warlord or something. Uh, Luffy is immediately like, "Hey, join my crew. Um, I, you're you're a fucked up fault of God, so I have to have you hang out with me all the time." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he chases it down. The legs are really good at parkour, um, but eventually Luffy is able to like gum gum rocket himself up to it and knock it down. <laughs> and the next scene, we'll see the the thrilling result of that. Um, but we, we cut a little bit ahead in time to see that they have uh, turned the, like, like this is Monster Hunter, they have turned a big dragon into a very aesthetically pleasing chunk of meat. And <laughs> Luffy has attached the legs to his backside and become a centaur. Because <laughs> why not? Sort of. Why not? Luffy centaur, he's very excited about it. I think he would be happy to be like this for the rest of the anime. I 100% believe he would. He's so sad when they dis <laughs> get disconnected, but um, he wears it for the majority of these episodes. So they're heading out, eating the meat, and um, as they're on their way, Zoro, up on a higher building, sees something, uh, which is the snow half of the island. He's like, look, across that big fucked up river is a, is, is a half of the island that's entirely fucking frozen and covered in snow. And they're like, that's weird, but I guess that solves a little bit of the distress signal. Uh, and uh, so Luffy's like, all right, let's go over there. We're looking for the distress signal guy. And now we, we've had all this meat. Let's go get some dessert. Let's get snow cones. And uh, Usopp doesn't want to go. Uh, apparently that would be even worse than being here, which he's is kind of right. You can strip down when you're hot, but you can't solve that in the cold. But uh, Usopp's left alone for a minute. And he hears something. And he he looks over his shoulder and he sees something like perched up on a tall tower. And it's like it's a wing. Are those bird feet? Is that is that a Yu-Gi-Oh monster? Might as well be. It's basically a harpy sister. <laughs> but there is a, a big scary bird lady, and Usopp screams that there's a monster. Runs ahead to get Zoro and explain. But uh, by the time he does that, Zoro looks up and there's nothing there. So Usopp's just hallucinating. This will never come back up again. Uh, in the snow, we see a research building. We see some research building. Well, I guess it's just one big research building. It's a lab. And uh, there's, it's in front of a dock. 
with a couple ships there, one of them being the Thousand Sunny. Uh, inside of the lab, we see some vapors floating around the room, and we hear a sh- Maybe the best laugh in one piece, in my humble opinion. <laughs> and uh, one of the Among Us guys enters the room, and he's reporting to his master, who is in here somewhere. Oh, wait. His master is the gas? He's a gas, gas cloud man. At, gas uh, cloud man. Uh, it's spooky. It is spooky. Do you like the laugh? Do you like? I, it's one of my favorite voices and laughs, which is a big part of why I like this character who exclusively does bad things. <laughs> Great design, not just the gas, but we'll see a full design in uh like six episodes. You know, I I was when I when I seen this this ga- gas cloud man, I just kept thinking, damn, when do I get to find out what he actually looks like? <laughs> that's a fair thing because you know that's not it. You know that's you know he's not just a gas cloud with a spooky pumpkin face on it. <laughs> um, but we do look at only that for a while. My guess is. Odo was m- making up his mind, <laughs> which is, I-, I think, how a lot of uh, things, you know, oh, this seems like a weird setup between chapters that didn't go anywhere. Um, he just changes his mind. Uh, anyways, the gas is the master, the gaster, if you will, the, the WD gaster. And uh, we go to the eye catch, we come back and we see that the crew that was kidnapped uh, is, is tied up. And taken to the uh, to the gas master man. Then he t- the Among Us guy is like, yeah. The only thing we left was is a skeleton. It looks like they murdered one of their own crew members. <laughs> yeah. Fucking pirates. <laughs> That's such Which, a of course good <laughs> good recurring thing. Oh no. I, yeah, dead. I love that. Brooke is always just kind of left as decoration because uh, no one would presume it lives uh speaking of we see that he wakes up and he's like oh it's snowing here how long was i fucking asleep and uh he scares all the hazmat people who are on the ship currently and they're like oh man i guess this ship's haunted and they shoot him and he dies end of the scene <laughs> back inside the lab we see now that sanji is trying to kick his way out of some cell. This wakes up Frankie. Nami and Chopper are already awake there. They kind of just talk about their situation, but none of that matters because very quickly they see uh, in the room with them is a head that has been split into several pieces. And I think I think this is the point where Lost Power became obviously involved for me because I was like, okay, I've seen him play with people's heads before. <laughs> You know, I I was not even thinking about it. I was just like, huh, okay. <laughs> All sure, right. that's fucking weird. Because I guess the thing, too, is like, you know, Buggy hasn't lost his power. Yeah, I think it's it's because, like, seeing the, um, especially because we see, like, fucked up uh, men. Um, we see the among the among guys, and then we see this guy who's missing parts. I did gather immediately that like, oh, th- this that's that guy's legs right there. Yes, <laughs> this guy's head is that, that guy's legs. I think there's a connection there, but because there's like weird science shit going on here, it's like it could be mm-hmm. anything, which is fair. There was a lot of things that crossed my mind through this thing that I can't talk about because <laughs> they come up later, but. It's very interesting on the rewatch to see a bunch of people with uh, fucked up animal legs. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, they're, yeah, so the rest of this episode is mainly 
them trying to put his head back together. And at the they mostly succeed, but his like beard and hair is like swapped. So like his neck is on his head. It kind of works because of the hairstyle, but he ends up with like a top knot on his beard. And uh, he says, maybe this is when you piece it together, or maybe not still, uh, but he says, a swordsman cut me into many pieces. Well, actually, I'm remembering this. The thing that stood out to me from the subtitles, and I, that's why I thought he was talking about something completely different, okay. is he said 10, the subtitle said 10 warlords at one point, and I was like, mm. there's not 10, I thought. I thought there was less than that. I thought There's there was seven. Ten. I wonder if that's just a a mistranslation or a mistake. I wonder but if that was like a goof or something, because I saw that and I was like, what the fuck's going goof? on? That's part of also why I was like, she's talking about someone completely different now. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I don't remember seeing any wrong number of warlords mentioned. I just wrote down in my notes that he says a swordsman cut him <laughs> up. Um, but I am, of course, watching the dub, which also, uh, not just a slightly different type of localization, but also has a lot of foresight um, of where it goes. But that's the end of that scene for now. We check back in on Luffy, and he's attacked by a real centaur. And they immediately become friends because they bond over being centaurs. <laughs> this, it, 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 there's a guy who attacks who has like a tiger for his lower half of his body, and he swings on Luffy, but he's like, oh, you're just like me, but you're Stark. And I, like, bond over their love of ha- having four legs. Uh, we see that someone is spying on them, counting the number of people who are in- intruders on the island. And he reports on the phone, and we see that on the other half of the phone being reported to is the bird lady, who is flying back to the ice half. In this chunk, we learn that her name is Monet. I love her design. She's great. She is. I like her. But uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say her name now because it's easier. What I will say about our our samurai friend who has been split into three pieces, um, his name we learn barely is uh, Foxfire Kinemon. I'm pretty sure that's a Foxfire. It's just like a title. His name's Kinemon. What I love about the way they use him with Law's power of splitting him up is you get three distinct plot beats with only one new character <laughs> in a, in a great way. Like you can't, you get, I mean, we haven't met his torso yet, so I'm getting ahead of that, but I like that. Like the, the straw hats get split up. They all deal with some weird, unexplainable shit, but it all syncs together in like a way that you could not do twice. Yeah. And the, and the, and because he has a distinct outfit of an orange and white kimono, uh, he, you, you, you kind of immediately know, <laughs> That it's all him, all one guy. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 great. I love that as a narrative device. Maybe one day he'll get put back together. <laughs> uh, the next episode though, five eighty two. Nami, I I actually referenced this in a previous episode because I think I I said something along the lines of there are characters who scold people for not being chased enough. I was explicitly talking about Kinemon. Nami calls the the disembodied head old. She calls him old man. And he scolds her for not giving him respect or covering up her body. 
he makes some really like it, it plays for comedy if you think that the joke is he's an idiot but he's like well i guess you must have had your clothes torn off of you i should be sympathetic that that, that joke is really funny <laughs> I find that hilarious because it's, it, the, the joke is that he's a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> he is uh, Kinemon as this like very rigid samurai type. He's very much of uh, a different time, so to speak. Uh, the way he's like, oh, you know, this is how things are. You know, he's from um, a very genre like samurai place. <laughs> I don't know if feudal Japan is the right actual term, but that's what was in my head. <laughs> So if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, cancel me. But I love the way all of the stuff with him plays out with her. Uh, and it, it, her reply, at least in the dub, is like, look, I know I'm hot. I don't care what you think about me. <laughs> yeah. There's the punchline here is that he does actually think she's hot, um, despite what his cultural gendered respect <laughs> has taught him. And then Sanji beats the, the shit out of him. Well, because Sanji's the only one who's allowed to be horny. Yes, true. Uh, I don't know if there's a word for this in, like, OnlyFans communities, but, like, he's a simp that's very... Uh, he's the only one who's allowed to simp. Like, he doesn't let anyone else simp over his his favorite ladies. Um. Anyways, he mentions at some point that, like, you know, he they don't really care about those rules anyway or, or like, norms or whatever word they use because they're pirates and oh no Kinemon fucking hates pirates who would have thought who i can't believe this uh so unexpected with what we know about him he referenced at some point that they're in a frozen place they're all confused because they were just in lava land um this place might as well be a mario level now that i think about it oh yeah absolutely Nami has a very big brain, so she quickly pieces it together. Oh, we were taken to the other side of the island. I already <laughs> had figured out that there was an ice half. So, actually, I think there literally is a Mario level that's like this. And Galaxy. <laughs> Anyways. I touched Galaxy yet. You know, I, I haven't since I bought the collection, uh, but I have played it before. <laughs> I've um, I don't, know, I don't think I beat it. I, I have it on Wii it. even, and I haven't played it. <laughs> <laughs> so you bought it twice. And I, I mean, I can't. I'm the same fucking way with buying shit and never playing it. Um, I know I will someday, and then I will die. I've not, not played it. Um, anyways, Sanji is like, they're like, we need to escape. Sanji's like, good luck. I've been kicking out this door for a while. And Frankie's like, I have a laser beam in my, <laughs> in my body. <laughs> so he blasts the door off easily. And as they just start to leave, Sanji stops and talks to the head and is like, do you really hate pirates so much that you're not going to come with us or ask us for help like what are you gonna do when we leave roll around <laughs> he quickly like fixes his head puts the the neck and, and hair back where he goes and he's like look you have a top nun i can tell you're a samurai we know there's a samurai here who killed a bunch of people and uh they need to go because they hear like the hazmat among us characters coming chopper is like but wait if he's the samurai from the destruction signal, does that mean he killed people should we trust him and uh, this is where he starts to reveal a little bit about himself, sort of. He's like, I would never kill in cold blood. I'm an honorable samurai. I'm only here to save my son. So, okay, cool. They run away from the guards. Um, Sanji decides to take the head, even though they really haven't come to the same page yet. <laughs> they will. And uh, they run up against a door that says Biscuits Room. I don't know why that's the name of the room. <laughs> 
It's good. Doesn't matter. But they go into the room. We see some silhouettes of children playing. And Sanji kicks the door down, rushes in, and is surprised to see that they're in a playroom. The wallpaper looks exactly like one I've seen from a, a Yakuza game. I don't, I haven't, I don't know which one. I haven't played it, but I've seen uh, I, him very distressed to beat up diapered men. Oh, did, uh, so that's from Kiwami 2. That's like one of the first like side stories you can do. And uh, spoilers for this, this part of the, the game that it does not hold any weight to the story, even though all the sub stories are considered canon because they sometimes do come back. But part of the look on his face is because he he like meets up with these big like buff scary yakuza guys and then he finds out it's like some weird like diaper being taken care of as a baby fetish thing going on and kiryu's mm-hmm. like i'm very sorry but this is not something i'm into and then the the guy who's behind him in that picture is like what the fuck you think there's something fucking wrong with dressing like a baby and then you fight him <laughs> <laughs> and i don't think that's not why he's fighting them right <laughs> or is it Oh, he he's beating him up because he's seeing it as a slight that Kiryu doesn't want to do it. And because Kiryu doesn't want to do it, he's thinking, oh, he's judging us for this. What the fuck? Fair enough. Uh, But I when I when I was rewatching this, I immediately thought of that screenshot (laughs) I had seen from the wallpaper. Um, And I've only seen screenshots because I have not played. Uh, I played a little bit of Zero. But um, now that you're playing Yakuza games, I never have access to your Steam library. (laughs) I'm very sorry. It's okay. The reveal of this scene is not that um, there's any diapered men, but in fact, the children's silhouettes we saw, some of them are giants. Yeah, these are um, Oda's like, you know, I really like those fucked up kids from Akira. I want to put that in one piece. So that's what he did here. Yeah. Wasn't satisfied <laughs> with kids' power. Needed more Akira references. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we go to an eye catch. We come back. Uh, and we go back to the Burning Lands. Is what we get a subtitle that says that's what this half of the island is to be called. Luffy learns from his new centaur friend that there's a bunch of these fucking weirdos. He's like, look, all my friend, I all, you know, I'm in a group of people who have a bunch of, you know, animal legs, but I've never seen ones that talk like this. So that's cool. Uh, they race to see who's faster, and Usopp gets a call on the snail phone from Brooke. Uh, who we thought was dead, but it turns out he's just dead the amount we already knew. Usopp uh, was like, who was on this? Wait, what happened? What the fuck? Because <laughs> uh, Brooke, Brooke basically just explains, like, I woke up in a snowy place and all of our friends are gone. They were like, well, who were the people on the ship in the yellow suit? And he's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't ask. I kind of just murdered them <laughs> in defense. I guess, you know, my bad. But Robin uh, pieces it together pretty quickly because she has a big brain. Women have big brains and nobody else does in one piece. They do. Uh, we have to stand. And she's like, okay, so the Sunny was moved to the ice half of the island. They already know there's an ice half of the island with their eyeballs. I guess at some point she asks, oh yeah, she asks if there's a building in front of her or in front of Brooke. And Brooke says, yes, I do see a very large uh, building. It's definitely not a restaurant though, which he seems <laughs> depressed about. Uh, meanwhile, the centaur gets his own snail phone call and learns that Luffy is not one of him, but in fact, the intruder he was assigned to beat up. <laughs> so they have to fight now, unfortunately. He gets some backup. A man with giraffe legs comes in. 
Uh, but Robin snaps him into a pretzel pretty quickly. I like when she does that. I think Luffy just kills or like beats the shit out of the other guy without much of a <laughs> yeah, a, 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 much of a uh, hassle. But the plot thickens because they check his snail phone and it has CC on it, the initials. CC, what could that mean? Who could say? I'm trying to think, I can't think of a single joke. I had so much time to prepare. I didn't think of a single joke on what CC could stand for. <laughs> Cookies and cream. That There it is. Uh, <laughs> Luffy has named his back legs in the dub Mr. Leggingston, which is almost definitely not what it was in Japanese. Uh, but I'm curious what the subtitles might say that is uh, trying to localize whatever bit he's doing, which is just like, what if legs were a name? Do you remember what the subs say? I I don't actually. I I may, maybe this might be a difference between Crunchyroll and Funimation uh, localization subtitle shit. But like a lot of things on Funimation is like rather than being literal, just kind of being like what strikes this same type of chord, but in an English speaking American culture, which is how you get Luffy calling uh, Law Trophy at one point. Mm. as opposed to like the the more literal subtitles are probably to say like tra guy like that's just yeah, like that's what the subtitles are saying for him how do how do we denote the affection he is giving when like shortening names for affection is not like not the same thing yeah <laughs> trophy is great uh we'll get there that's what the dub has but anyways law also has a, a tick like that well he'll uh, shortens every everyone's name i don't know if i can call it affection with him but uh he has like special names he calls everyone which robin used to i almost miss it but it was definitely a sign of distance she was putting up yeah <laughs> when uh she did it in skypea um where she called everybody mr whatever they did anyways getting ahead of myself talking about law again i'm sorry i can't stop myself but <laughs> where was i oh yeah cc cookies and cream they're like okay we're gonna go to the ice side we're still gonna just do that I kind of wish they kept the snail phone. I think that could have been a fun bit they could have pulled with that, <laughs> um, of Luffy answering the phone and picking a fight with the main bad guy of the arc. Speaking of the main bad guy of the arc, we check back in on the gas man, who uh, is checking in on the cell that the Straw Hats escaped from. Um, he doesn't know that the Straw Hats, I'm just saying that, but he is like, I can tell this was bursted down by a laser, and... I thought only Vegapunk's Pacifista had those, so that's interesting. That's just, uh-oh, I wonder, I wonder how Vegapunk is the only one who knew how to do lasers, but Frankie can do lasers. That's true. Well, we know, I mean, we, <laughs> we know the answer to that, but I guess this guy doesn't. But someone runs up and tells the Gas Master Man, uh, Oh, boss, uh, marine ships are coming in from G5. Uh, and he's like, oh, Shit. Um, well, they don't... By all official records, no one is here. So, just uh, send out some poison gas. Don't kill anybody. Just make them leave. And uh, apparently that happens instantaneously because we cut to the marine ships struggling with gas. And they talk a little bit about, uh, like... Oh, yeah, I mean, this place is pretty toxic. Vegapunk used to work here, but... It was shut down after an accident four years ago. Nothing can live here now. And Smoker's like, no, you fucking idiot. That gas cleared out, like, way before then. Uh, because two years ago, there was no ice or fire. Uh, the toxic fumes were gone because 
Okiji and Akainu fought here. That's why this place is the fucking hellhole that it is. <laughs> um, and he's right. And uh, but we've already talked about this. Yeah. It's it's cool. I would love to see like an OVA of that fight. I tweeted about it. It's still <laughs> true. Um, end of the episode though. That's a big dramatic cliffhanger that we have deflated all the weight from. Uh, five eighty three. <laughs> We're in the biscuits room now. These kids are big. But not all of them. No, there's some regular kids, too. There's some normal kids. There's some, you know, there's a whole spectrum of kid sizes. Sanji has a line. I don't think it's supposed to be a joke. Because they were like, is this a giant island? No, there's some small ones. And he's like, maybe it's just an all-inclusive daycare. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's <laughs> supposed to play for comedy. But from coming from Sanji, I find it funny. Sanji's Sanji voice, all-inclusive. <laughs> but anyways, some comedy bits ensue as expected. <laughs> <laughs> the kids love the robot man. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> he is cool. He's just a giant toy, and that's the, yeah. That's the thing to to a lot of the giant kid size. He is he is just a Buzz Lightyear, like in scale. <laughs> and then eventually, it sets in that they also want a cuddle chopper. So that's the like. You you get both the characters who can be idealized as child toys stuck together. Um, I think Nami makes the distinction that's like, wow, Frankie's popular with the boys and all the girls want a cuddle chopper. And that was when I knew. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, I was already out as trans when I was watching this arc, but if I hadn't been, who boy would it have awakened some shit in me? <laughs> Which we'll get to. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I love all the kids going. Like, this is, this is Frankie's ideal moment. He just gets to show off all of his cool shit. He's just like, look, I got big hands, but inside, little normal hands. <laughs> and what are they for? Picking my nose. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Shows off all of his hairstyles. I can't wait for this to get so sad in like twenty minutes. <laughs> But uh, Sanji also gets picked on for having funny looking eyebrows, <laughs> which has been a while since we've gotten that specific he, bit. He does have weird oh. eyebrows. He does, you know. I wonder why he's so sensitive about that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the head, the disembodied head of Kenamon, still not named. Uh, I was like, <laughs> children, there's children here. Where's my son? Have you seen him? Have you Nemo? Have you? <laughs> well, I'm looking for my son, Nemo. That's not his son's name. His name is actually Momo. Uh, <laughs> well, he doesn't shorten it to that, but uh, Momonosuke is the name of the boy he is looking for and um, doesn't seem to be here. All the kids are scared of a disembodied head talking. <laughs> Understandably. Yeah. Uh, guards are now coming in. They're on their way because they've been following Team Nami is how I'm going to refer to them in spite of the show saying Sanji's group. <laughs> Nami smacks the head for scaring the kids, and he says he's been disgraced by being hit by a woman, <laughs> which I she should have hit him again for that. And when the guards get in the room, they kind of change gears. They're like, oh, we can't shoot in this room and keep our gas grenade usage to a minimum, <laughs> which, like, probably not meant to be, like, a parody of how awful these people are, but it plays as one for me. Yeah. Just the, just the all right, no guns and less toxic gas we can't kill them with the gas yeah yeah there is there's there is some protection or at least preservation uh of these children and the whatever illusion they may have of the situation they're in which isn't much because 
Uh, by the end of this episode, they start asking to be saved. Back to Luffy. He wants to cross the lake. And it's going to be difficult when two of them have devil fruits. Guess they'll have to ride on their friends' backs. Not really, though, because uh, Usopp conveniently has the seeds to make a big banana boat. And, <laughs> and some paddles. Yeah, some paddles out of some big stocky plant. Um, so that's you know, cool. You know what I was thinking here that they could have done instead? Couldn't Robin just make a bridge of arms or something for them to walk across? I don't know. <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> but I don't know the extent to... Her power also is kind of narratively... Like, the limitations of her power yeah. is kind of whatever narratively convenient. Her and Law both have that, too, where... What is their range? What should their range be right now? <laughs> yeah. Is, is, the, is the answer to it. Especially Law in a little bit. So much, so much stage setting for Law. Anyways, yeah, they they start to go their little boat across the lake. Uh, there's actually a great bit that I've skipped over where they're like, it's got to be like freezing cold, right? And they're like, well, the one half is lava and the other <laughs> half is cold. So it's probably like perfect temperature in there, right? <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so they're, when is, uh, what order is these events happening? Oh, the lions, all right, so they're on the boat. And the lion centaur comes back and tries to throw a big rock at them. Um, misses. And uh, he doesn't chase him, but he plays a big, like, hunting horn. <laughs> we see that uh, he is contacting his boss, who is on the other side of the lake, on the ice shore. And the boss, a big silhouette, sees that someone on the boat has swords and says, Is he the samurai that killed my men? He's gotta be. He's not. Sorry. Um, his legs are here. If you want just his legs. <laughs> not, that, not, not that they've put that together yet. Um, the legs don't say, I'm a samurai. Please take me to my torso and head. It, maybe because, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it would ruin a lot of narrative weight if he just said it. That's why. Back to Team Nami. Uh, the kids, it's sad time now. The kids are like, hey, how'd you get here? A boat? Take us with you. Please? Please we, save we, us. Please save us. And uh, they're like, uh, sorry, we're like running from guards right now. This is a, this is a bad time. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the guards are like, no, don't, don't listen to them. They're bad people. They're pirates. The kids are like, I don't believe you. They were really nice to us, even though they're running away now. And they're like, the, the guards are like, look, we just got to put them to sleep with our cloud guns. <laughs> like, Normal. But, fine. But the boss said not to do that. Well, I think he prefers to do that than to kill him. <laughs> yeah. The, they're crying. They're, they're begging to be saved. Uh, Chopper's like, can't we? And Frankie's like, look, I want to. That's the right thing to do, probably. But, like, we don't even know how to get out of here in the first place. And our boat's not that big. There's some big kids. Yeah, they're, they're very big, and there's a lot of them. This scene continues for a little bit. And it just weighs on Nami to a point where she stops. She's like, look, I'm not leaving them here. It's so clear that they need out. Like, And Sanji's like, we don't know the whole situation. They mentioned that they were sick. Maybe this is a hospital. Uh, it's not our job to save everyone who needs help all the time. And she's like, listen to the kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> what in what circumstances would they say this kind of shit and cry this much if it wasn't serious, so. Yeah, and it's like, we're not sick anymore. Yeah, they say that too. It's very sad, the 
actual shit that's happening here. Yeah. It doesn't take long for Sanji to kick into gear and start fighting back. I don't know why they weren't fighting sooner, honestly. I don't know why they were running, but Sanji starts to fight the Among Us men. And they're like, oh, you're helping us? And he's like, no, fuck you. I'm only doing this because <laughs> Nami. I'm, I'm doing a favor for Nami, who wants to do a favor for you. But I don't like you. You're taking attention away from my Nami. <laughs> um, and they're just like, okay, thank you for helping us. So they split up a little bit. Nami and Chopper run off with all the kids looking for an escape route. And Sanji and Frankie stay back to fight. Uh, and we'll catch up later. Um, meanwhile, Brooke is making snowmen. He is so funny when he's depressed and alone. It's always effective for me. And so I, I, I like it a lot. He's singing a little song about how he's sad and alone, and he's making an army of snowmen to make himself feel less alone. <laughs> and, you know, the, the snowmen look just like him. It's true. However, he senses a sword being drawn and attacking him. And who could it be... Zoro. Oh, right? it's a uh, yes. Uh <laughs> it's 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 a torso with no legs or a head. I, I wonder, never would have expected this. I wonder if this has any relation to anything else going on. Couldn't possibly. It certainly doesn't match a kimono we've already seen. No. Uh he's got two swords. He's only using one right away though. All the funny jokes are in the next episode. Uh that's the cliffhanger for 583 is Brooke is fighting the torso of someone who I think we like. I think we're on his side now. He's like a dumbass in a lot of ways, but like he's here to, he's looking for his son. So that's clearly not like a bad guy, probably. 584 though, opens with one of my favorite visual gags, maybe in the whole show, uh, which is Smoker having two cigars stuffed into a gas mask. (laughs) It's so good. Look, he needs his nicotine. Yeah, he should get some patches or a vape or something. I don't know. Maybe he already has that shit. He just needs the cigars on top of it. I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun aesthetic taken to a very silly yes. um, extreme. So they're like, they can't find a way into the island. Smoker's like, there's a way in. And Tashigi orders a cannon fire that breaks some ice open and reveals a river going inland. And Smoker's like, yeah, I'm smarter than all of you. I saw a sea current leading that way. Dumbass idiots. <laughs> I like that he transferred to, like, one of the scariest marine, uh, like, locations on the New World. And he's still like, none of you are good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Tashigi. That's the end of that scene for now. They're making their way uh, to meet up with everybody, whether they like it or not. Luffy is approaching the ice shore. We, we see that maybe we might recognize who this big boss is. And even if you don't, there's subtitles on the screen that tell you. I forgot he was here. So when we <laughs> saw his face uh, at the end of Marineford, I was like, does this guy ever come up again? Um, he does pretty quickly. <laughs> it's Brownbeard. If you remember Brownbeard, don't you? He, he, I remember Brownbeard just because they're like, now that the news that Whitebeard is dead forever things are happening across the new world and then it just shows him going like aha whitebeard's dead i can take over the shit now and now we're here yeah he he was trying to take over a place called food vaulton last we saw i believe oh yeah food vaulton before the end of this episode we'll talk about how maybe that didn't go great for him but for now 
he looks a little different, doesn't he? You know, I don't think we. You know, maybe something about like his his legs. Maybe, maybe he has different know, I, legs. I, I, I was thinking this, but I also thought they are. They didn't really show us his lower half. I think. I think they just had a close up. It's like here, hey, it's me, brown beard, and now we just get to find my, out my beard is brown. Now we get to find out that he's part alligator or something. I guess. Sure, why not? <laughs> I don't remember enough to confidently say we did or didn't see his legs <laughs> before <laughs> yeah because that's uh, the, the the two food vault and scenes go pretty quick but he is half alligator here and he he's got a whole posse of of uh centaur animal legged freaks uh they're mad at the luffy squad but i think just because they think zoro might be the samurai that killed one of their or some of their people which we know because of the distress signal. And uh, it's not Zoro. But uh, Usopp's like, look, Zoro's not a samurai. He's an idiot. Even though he's sometimes such an idiot that he can get violent. And <laughs> like they just get into a fight, which does not help the situation at all. And uh, we'll see how that goes in a little bit. Um, we see Nami and Chopper on the run with the kids. Uh, we see Frankie shooting some people. I think this is the first time we've seen him use strong right in the time skip and the way he has made his strong right fist have like flames like a flame decal that says strong on it <laughs> is so good i love frankie he's every frank frankie is like every time he's designing a feature of being like how do i make it cooler or funnier like that's just his whole body. Like he he was made by the characters of Megas XLR. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, we have to stand. What else happens in this fight? Oh, Sanji starts to kick off their masks, which is a smart move. Um, weirdly though, they have like sheep horns on them. Now I'm sure that Oda maybe forgot that he has a character with sheep horns and in the East Blue. I don't imagine. This is in any way connected to that. And I don't remember. But some of these people have uh, little sheep horns on them. I don't really remember why at all. Anyways, it happens. I'm sure we'll figure it out in two weeks' time. <laughs> oh, I guess the head is still with Sanji. I think this might still be the same scene. Uh, the head of Kinemon is confused because his torso is in battle. <laughs> He's like... Can't tell with who or what, but I'm fighting somebody somewhere. Uh, which we 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 cut to. Um, we see a little bit of their fight. Brooke is so funny. He thinks this is a ghost, and he's like, "Look, if you're a ghost, you gotta obey the rules of the undead. First off, we should be on the same side. Uh, second <laughs> off, you shouldn't be here unless the 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 sun is set." I, I don't know if he runs away from it now or later, but at some point he just says, fuck this and runs away. Yeah. Um, which is great. I don't know. I just don't remember when it happens. Um, cause I didn't write down here. Uh, meanwhile, Tshigi, uh, there's some ice falling on the Marine ship. She jumps up and cuts it just to let you know how strong she is. Uh, now I really don't remember how strong she was in Alabasta. I don't know if she did anything in Alabasta, but, really, uh, no. she didn't, she hasn't really done anything. <laughs> Ever, yeah. I mean, she's great. I love her, and I've always loved her. Um, but I feel like, in terms of actual things she does, it was probably just like the one fight in uh, Loketown where Zoro was like, "You look like a girl I liked as a kid, so you can't exist." And, uh, 
sexism isn't real or rather sexism is real so i'm i have to go <laughs> now <laughs> but yeah i don't remember her doing anything in alabasta maybe that's maybe that's on me but she certainly gets to do stuff in this arc maybe her strength is shown for a bad reason so that way she's able to keep up with a certain event that might happen i'm not sure i don't remember enough of the the gritty details in this arc but uh she's great i love her and uh she cuts an ice a big ice boulder uh glacier she cuts some ice in half so we go back to brooke after the eye catch uh he asks the torso if he wants to build a snowman but he doesn't (laughs) so uh this is just the disney song episode he uh this is when he runs away scared being like all right fuck you (laughs) This is too weird for me, a talking skeleton. Uh, so he 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 books it. Notably, uh, I don't know if it's actually obvious in this scene, uh, but he's booking it towards the shore, um, which will, of course, pay off. We cut back to Gas Man, and one of his little uh, minions says, Hey, uh, boss, uh, the G5 wasn't stopped um, at all. And uh, the Gas Man is like, uh, well, who's in charge of the G5 unit? And they're Smoker. Uh, and he's like, oh, well, I can probably figure that out. And uh, he's like, okay, so hide all the ships we have in the dock. We're going to try and maintain our facade that no one is here. And uh, someone pokes his little silhouette through the doorway and says, do you want me to handle it? <laughs> and um, I think it's... Do they say his name, or is it just obvious right away? It's law, but I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I think they, like, they show everything. It's like, oh, of course, that's who it could be. <laughs> yeah, that's law. So when you see law, is this when things started to, like, click into place of, like, oh, that's how they got separated? A little bit, yeah. With, like, the, the body parts. And it's just like, hmm, what's law doing here? <laughs> Why is law yeah. here? Why is Law here? Yeah, I don't think the animal stuff is immediately like, oh, Law did that. Um, I, f- I feel like the stuff with the samurai being cut in half. Yeah. I don't, that, I'm like, okay, that's Law. Like, that's <laughs> problem solved. Animals, I don't know if those are fruits or some shit. I don't care. Maybe science I'd be fully willing to believe that they, there's just people like that out there. I mean, we've met a bear man. Yeah. So, why not? Anyways. Law is going to handle Smoker. So he says. Speaking of Smoker, they get to land. They get they land their boat in the little dock uh, on the ice shore in front of the lab. And uh, he takes his mask off immediately. And everyone's like, oh no! Boss, Smokey, don't do it! <laughs> and he's like, fuck you, there's no gas here. Yeah. As I thought, there shouldn't be. And Toshigi also does it. And uh, he's like, this is an old lab of Vegapunks. A uh, smoker rings a doorbell, and he's like, well, they still have power here. And we see that someone's coming to the door. And if you didn't already put it together from his silhouette a minute ago, it is Trafalgar Law, our, our, our favorite boy, or at least my favorite boy from the worst generation. And we learn that not only is he part of the worst generation, but now uh, he joined the Warlords. Oh, shit. I guess that answers that question, too, from the Samurai's legs. Uh, I guess, yeah, he pokes his hat out of the door and all the Marines are like, oh shit, a warlord. 
Um, and they say he's actually, he's particularly fucked up even for a warlord because he joined by delivering a hundred beating hearts of pirates. Yeah. Which is some Pirates of the Caribbean shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, I guess, I guess law is twisted uh, in a way that we, we weren't prepared for. How do you think he removes a, a beating heart from someone? Do you think we'll have visual evidence of that soon? Um, you know, I didn't think that we would get visual evidence of that soon, but when they said he did that, I was like, um, yeah, I'm sure he can do that with his power. Sure, why not? <laughs> there's a there's a line here soon where Smoker's like, whenever you're in his room, you're you're just a, a patient on an operating table. That's kind of, I guess, one way to look at it. <laughs> Uh, end of the episode, though, is the big Warlord cliffhanger. 585 is Toshigi talking to Law, saying, Hey, we know you're not here alone, even though he's like, I'm here alone. This is my vacation <laughs> home. Fuck off. <laughs> like, this is a really stupid excuse. Just, it's my vacation home. Leave me alone. Let me take a break. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, much like Mihawk, it's like, look, I'm a Warlord. I want to just fuck off somewhere. But, uh... <laughs> It is a lie in in Law's case. We check back in on Team Nami, which at this point is just her chopper and a bunch of children. And uh, Chopper is asking the kids, like, what were you sick with, though? And none of them know the answer. They just know that they were so sick that they immediately had to be whisked away somewhere, couldn't even say goodbye to mom and dad. But they said they had to be uh, quarantined for a year. And they're like, hasn't it been more than a year? And they're like, I don't know, maybe... Uh, I wonder what it's not, like to be quarantined for a year. Anyway, yeah, completely um, unimaginable. <laughs> um, I, I like Chopper's response, which is, "Damn, you must have been really sick." <laughs> <laughs> and Nami's like, "No, you dipshit. They've been kidnapped." Uh, and they're like, "But we're okay because the master takes really good care of us." Sad. Uh, they reach a dead end. Oh, I completely glossed over a line earlier when they first walk into the biscuits room. They're like, are you some, one of the people who were frozen? How'd you get out? And it's not addressed in that scene. It comes back now uh, because they run up to a dead end. Chopper's able to break a door open. He's very strong in Kung Fu Point. And they're like, oh, thank God we have a strong raccoon. He's like, I'm not a raccoon. And Nami's like, but you actually do kind of look like one in this form. I'm sorry, buddy. They go inside this room, but hmm, seems to just be a weird ice realm in here. <laughs> yeah in ways i don't possibly understand uh it's very cold they start to walk to the room and the kids won't follow because it's scary and they're like this is how we brought we're brought into the lab we don't want to go in there and nami's like well doesn't that mean this is a way out we start to notice that in the ice there's some some frozen figures, some of them very big and... Fucked up monster, man. Uh, some fucked up, uh, yeah, some fucked up corpses, even in the floor <laughs> and the ceiling. Which, the floor is where I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> How'd they do that? <laughs> what was this room before? Like, there was... How did they get down there? Who made the ice? <laughs> I actually might have an answer to who made the ice, but... So, that's the end of that scene. It's very scary. Frankie has made like a mountain of rubble to block uh, the way they came uh, in the biscuits room. And uh, they're really confused about all the fond men who were wearing hazmat suits. But Sanji's like, I don't give a shit. We have important things to deal with right now. <laughs> I like that between this, I don't know if it's intentional. Maybe there's something I'm forgetting about Punk Hazard, but between 
uh, the fawns and the dragon, there's been like two references of like, isn't this some fairy tale shit? <laughs> like, is there is there someone obsessed with fairy tales that I don't remember in this arc? Maybe, but either way, Sanji talks a little bit more to the head, and he's like, "Why won't you just ask us for help? Is it because we're pirates?" And it's more so to do with his weird honor code that he has. It's like, why don't you just ask us to help you find the rest of your body and your son? And he's like, I could never do that on my honor. <laughs> but I mean, if you want to do it, I guess I can't stop you. <laughs> uh, which, fine. That's about what you get in a One Piece arc where people come to the same page to the extent they can within their own worldview. Uh, so he's, you know, they had to long for the ride for now. Anyways, back to Luffy. Uh, oh, by the oh, they're running after to catch up with uh, Nami and Trapper, and they do. Um, but back to Luffy. Zoro cuts a cannonball in half. Luffy blocks some bullets because he's a big rubber man. And uh, at this point, Brownbird's like, oh, they have double fruits. Let's just sink them. Stop aiming for them and just sink their fucking boat. Yeah. They hide behind an iceberg to avoid their shots, but then they destroy the iceberg. Here's a funny scene. Brooke has gotten away from the torso. And he's like, I think I'm good. But he senses it. He's like, oh, no, it's coming back. And he turns around to block. And what he sees is that the torso has become a snowball just running down the hill <laughs> past him. And he's like, I'm going to pretend I didn't see that. And that's it. That's the end of the scene. Thank you for that comedic beat that will be plot important later. What happens next? Uh, oh, Smoker. Smoker you know, in his standoff with Law in the doorway, plays the intercepted call. He's like, look, this guy is called Punk Hazard by name. We don't know if Luffy came here following it, but he's a dipshit, so probably. And uh, Smoker's like, also, I know that you've met Luffy and helped him at Marineford, so, like, we have reason to question you. And Law's like, no, there's nobody else here, man. It's just me. There is no one else in this building behind me. I'm just playing solitaire. And then as he's saying that, Chopper kicks the door down and a bunch of children run out. <laughs> That's a really fun vision. Just so good. Just fucking <laughs> let the dominoes fall, baby. Yeah, everybody runs out. It's great. Oh, we didn't even talk about Frankie in tank mode. We gotta talk about Frankie's tank mode. He's Why even be- make a tank <laughs> when you can go tank mode? <laughs> you can be a tank <laughs> yeah he he like i guess like i don't know he's like in a kneeling not knee i don't know i don't know the, the word for this uh, it's like a prayer pose almost where he's like on his <laughs> knees but like under his knees are tank treads yeah and when uh you know there's the the very funny scene where like he gets all the kids to do a super pose with him sanji does the pose oh i didn't see that Sanji does a super pose, but when he's putting his hands up at an angle, he's holding the head in his hands. <laughs> it's so <laughs> That's funny. Really good. It's it's great, and I I feel like it all it feels like a joke that almost couldn't be canon. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like I'm glad I got to see it, but I don't believe Sanji would do that. <laughs> um, at least not until uh maybe the next episode I could see it happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, everybody runs outside, and the Marines are like, "What the." F- fuck is going on now one of the marines maybe the, i don't know if the dub line or the subline is the same but he's like we got giant kids a raccoon a robot a severed head and a lady not dressed for the weather i have no idea what we should do 
Sanji pretty quickly gives Nami uh, his coat because it's cold. And uh, he's like, as much as I love your body, you got to cover up. And it's like, uh, just, uh, I mean, I guess you're doing the right thing here, but shut up. <laughs> she notices Law is standing next to her. And she's like, oh, fuck, I know you. Did you kidnap these kids? You fucking asshole. And uh, then Sanji notices that Smoker and Tashigi are standing right next to him. And he's like, I think we should run back inside and look for another way out. <laughs> so they do. They just all run away back inside. This is all fucking like gags ahoy. And then they're gone. And Smoker's just like, so yeah, you're here alone? And Law's like, to be fair, I'm just as shocked by that turn of events as you. <laughs> Which that's not a lie. <laughs> I, I love just all of these characters meeting and then immediately like, all right, got to go. Got to run away. We're done. <laughs> We're done here. Nothing else. We're not continuing here. Nothing to see here, kids. Let's go. <laughs> Law is like, okay, fine. Well, if you saw the kids, I guess I have to kill you all. Uh, so he opens up his big fucking room attack. I mean, I don't know if I call a room an attack. It's more of like a setup for uh, any attack he can come up with. And, um... The cliffhanger of this episode is him flexing how strong he is by uh, just lifting up the marine ship into the air. He's like, I guess I can't let you leave now. And it's like, I mean, I do like how strong he is. And it's all the visuals are always cool. So I'm never like upset. Like, I don't need to understand it. I don't really need to know how King Crimson works. If it's if I can feel if it's like enjoyable, you know? Yeah. But how, I mean, yeah, it's the, in one piece, there is always like, okay, but what are the limitations though? <laughs> Why is it he's able to do this? And then like at other points, he might lose a fight <laughs> to, I don't know. Anyways, 586 starts with Brownbeard still trying to sink Luffy. Uh, he shouts his name. He's like, you'll never pass me the very strong Brownbeard. I used to be a pirate. And Luffy's like, who? Um, and that makes him so mad that he successfully sinks them. I mean, we only barely have heard of Brownbeard. Uh, and I guess at some point in those two years, he stopped being a pirate. We'll kind of figure out why. But this is, in fact, seawater, though, that they have now been sunk into. In part because the fight between Okiji and Akainu did so much damage that, like, it just, like, made a deep crater here that the ocean has been able to seep into. So they're being circled by sharks, which isn't really much of an escalation of danger i guess before the pirates can finish off or not these pirates before the um the centaur squad can finish off luffy and his friends their guns are frozen over and many of them are cut down because brooke is here and he saves the day it's a very cool introduction of him walking into the scene brown beard's like who are you and brooke's like my name is of no consequence it's brooke <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so funny. And Brownbeard gl gloats and he's like, well, still too bad. They're going to get eaten by sharks. And they look over and the sharks are just kind of floating dead in the water as uh, Luffy and his friends have climbed onto a big ice chunk uh, just kind of nearby the shore in the lake. And they're like dramatically gloating that they're going to like they came out on top, but also they're frozen over. And it's just a very funny panel. I think I tweeted it uh, yesterday from the We Are account. Um, it's very cold up there. And uh, Robin is like, look, we have, to, we have to read this scene for what it is. We're lucky to meet them. 
uh, and she starts picking out which coat she's going to steal from the uh, centaur people. Zoro and Luffy also pick out theirs. They have very I, menacing and scary faces in this. Well, I, I, I like it because I don't know if they reworded in the dub or anything, but they, they just like have like this really menacing. It's like, I'm going to take that one. I got that one. She's like, I got that woman over there. Like, that's that's weird that she pointedly is going to take out the the woman. Then they're like, we want their coats. <laughs> they clothes yeah, look so warm. <laughs> I don't know if there's any intention of her specifically uh, picking out the woman, but or maybe it's just like this is the, here's the thing. These coats started as straw hat designs uh, <laughs> and then they were just put on enemies for them to be stolen from. Notably, Usopp doesn't pick one. He just like grab one for me, I guess, Oda <laughs> yeah. and made up his coat uh, the next week. But I got to say the the red striped one that Luffy gets one of my favorite fits he's ever had is, is this punk fit. hazard outfit. Uh, but yeah, they they murder some people for clothes. And uh, yeah, it's very menacing. They, they they start picking out coats and saying, I'm going to take that one. I'm going to take that one without like saying it. It's just kind of like they're all in the same page. As you were describing, it's very menacing, uh, and it's it's great. Uh, oh, also, Brownbeard recognizes Straw Hat. He's like, wait, oh, that's Fire Fist's brother. I guess we're all fucked, huh? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, Robin uses her giant hands. Luffy stretches over. Zoro just seems to murder everyone else. Into <laughs> uh, the scene for now, though. Team Nami is uh, now running back into the lab. And uh, the the head of Kinemon is like, that's the guy who cut me up, just in case the viewer hadn't pieced it together yet. Um, he's not pieced together yet either. And Law, uh, I think he has a line to this degree where he's like, I can't let that samurai head get away or something. <laughs> um, I guess he wants to keep tabs on that guy for some reason. He extends his room the other direction into the lab. And, uh, hmm... How would I describe what he does here? Let's see. Uh, he does something to these four straw hats so that, uh, <laughs> uh, so I guess, you know. This is this is when I'm like, okay, so Law's power is actually just like uh, Giorno's, which is the creator goes, oh, fuck, it'd be cool if we could do this, but I don't want to introduce a new character to do this, so he can do it. <laughs> like it Great observation. Part, well, going through part five, there's a lot of stuff that it's just like, oh, fuck, I never realized how convenient it was that Josuke could heal people. So uh, Giorno can also heal people through a fucked up roundabout way. Yeah. <sighs> and, and then this is just like, I have this fun idea. I don't want to include another bad guy. It'll get too complicated. So what Law can do is rearrange the heart of people so that they occupy someone else's body. <laughs> yes, he. this is a body swap bit. But like, if you again, this is in like the uncanny valley of believability where like Law's powers are rooted in like science. He's a doctor, but like his power is so strong and unwieldy that like he can also i guess operate on your fucking soul like your <laughs> yeah. uh, your 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 spirit your personality <laughs> or something so he swaps everybody's like minds and bodies in a way 
which is definitely just like, wouldn't it be funny if I did body swap with the straw hats? Who could yeah. do that? I <laughs> guess, law. <laughs> I guess I can fit that into his power. I guess, sure, man. Like, he can take people's actual beating hearts out. Why not metaphorically, too? Uh, so he switches all these bodies. This is probably going to get very confusing for the podcast, but uh, Sanji <laughs> can't imagine why. is in Nami's body. Um, yeah, we're just going to be saying characters' names and hoping <laughs> that you know what we're talking about. Um, Sanji is in Nami's body. You know exactly how this is going to go. Uh, Chopper is in Sanji's body. Nami is in Frankie's body. And Frankie is in Chopper's body. Basically stuck in Kung Fu Point. And yeah, I mean, this bit goes exactly how you'd expect where they're just like, like, like the, the obvious gendered responses to, to things, especially too. But like, I, I think my favorite line probably being Nami and Frankie's body saying, I feel a little bit like lighter, like my chest is like breezier than I'm used to. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> and Sanji goes, you know, full horny, which there's like a, there's like a whole essay think piece in there if you're like <laughs> yeah, he, he, like, he rejected he excited to be a woman <laughs> that's the thing it's like i it's i i know that it's rooted in like oda not understanding transness at all oh absolutely or, <laughs> or like it, it being so rooted in like the body rather than like gender or anything like like that depth and nuance is not in one piece <laughs> Period. Yeah. The, the even the even when there's like le- legitimately well done trans people at one point, but like the fact that it's like Sanji's like I reject femininity, I reject uh these these qu- literally like just queer people who are just you know cross dressing or being trans whatever it is. He rejects it fundamentally. He does not fit into it. But if he's in a cis woman's body, he wants a mirror and a camera, and he's just all on board. <laughs> Which is, uh, I mean, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just horny man who's also homophobic. But that's not a surprising bit. It's just that from our point of view, we are we we see it as plot hole. <laughs> Anyways, I see you have retweeted the picture of them frozen now. I did, yes. So I, if you want to see that, just scroll down for like a month. Just scroll back to a month <laughs> ago tweet. It's it's a very good image. It is, yeah. Um, some great panels in this one. Um, anyways, yeah, so they're body swapped. Uh, we'll try our best to not be confusing as we're talking about it, but, um, there's some great visual guides in a little bit if you're actually going to watch the anime and you haven't, maybe. Yeah, so back outside, uh, Law goes back to just juggling debris through the air, flexing on how strong he is to Smoker, and Smoker's like, give us our ship back, and he's like, okay, and <laughs> just starts to, like, drop it on them, and, uh, <laughs> chops it up and uh, combines it with some chunks of ice to make a nice little uh, avant-garde sculpture. Uh, He also introduces another new move, in case you weren't satisfied with the things he's revealing he can do. Uh, He can scan people. Like, he's able to, like, I guess just, like, have, like, a extreme amount of awareness to what's inside of his room, is how I would describe it. But he scans everyone for their transponder snails and then shambles pulls them away from them, like, out of their coat pockets. I, I think that's really cool that he can do that. Yeah, that's great. I'm completely on board with that one. That one's sweet. And uh, he's like, now you can't let any... I can't let you know that anyone's here. Like, I, can't let, I can't let you let anyone know. 
then anyone's here. So Smoker finally decides to start attacking Law. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if his hesitation was like, this is a warlord. I gotta walk yeah. this line. Yeah, because like there's a weird lie before he took all the um transponder sounds. It's like, we'll report you to the world government. He's like, no, no, uh-uh. No, 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 you're not. And that's the thing, too, that Smoker says, like, look, warlords get a lot of fucking leeway, but you are crossing the lines by being on this island and now by attacking us. <laughs> uh, Tashiki attacks, and even though she's very strong and cool, I don't even feel this is like being a bad thing where women don't get to be strong. This is more just a case of law is too strong to be fucked with. Unless, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. This is, this is a scene where we are supposed to see how strong he is. Eventually, when he's more normalized as a One Piece character, you might see him struggle or lose a fight. But for now, no, no, God, no. Mm-mm. He cuts her in half, uh, breaks her sword <laughs> yeah. and cuts her in half. Um, she's, you know, alive. But I have to wonder if the sword is actually broken or if you could put it back together the same way you can with a body. That's something I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I guess there it was, depends. There's some, a thought I had here when he cut her in half and stuff was still moving. He would be a great magician. Fuck. Yes, he would. Sorry. Go on with your go on with your thought. If in a situation, you can talk about this for seventy-two million hours, and we will. <laughs> if well, I you know we gotta fit it all in here because I don't think Law is gonna stick around. <laughs> if if Law and Buggy fought, Buggy has oh. an inherent advantage because if Buggy gets cut in half, he can already get cut in half normally, so he can just move anyway. Like that's a great question. Law's power, is like uh, Law can like remove. We see like the other fucked up stuff Law can do, but like Buggy, I think has enough. I think would have enough control over his split body parts that Law's power does nothing to him. So I mean, Buggy Buggy would have to fight with like his fists and stuff. He wouldn't be able to use his mm-hmm. knives or the uh, muggy ball. <laughs> But yeah, because but, he would just be able to recombine himself so easily. Yeah, and he, <laughs> I, I, God, Jory, I your brain is so huge. I, I immediately had the thought of I don't know if One Piece decided to get lazy and just do a really boring. The times I think of, what if One Piece was a more like straight cut shonen? It's like, oh, we would see all the pirates we know just in a tournament. And we'd mm-hmm. see, we'd see Law versus Buggy, and what would happen is Law would like cut him in half, and then we see Buggy's like legs run over and kick Law in the dick or something. <laughs> yeah, you know what's great is that you're actually smarter than the writers of Stampede. Like that was right on the table for them, and they don't even do it. Or maybe I've blocked so much of that movie out that it does happen. But um, yeah, no, um, Buggy just gets to be Usopp in that movie, and it's so boring. Because if I wanted to see Usopp, give me Usopp. Don't give me yeah. buggy being a dumbass. Anyways, yeah, great. God, you're right. Um, I would. I hope that. I hope that they have to have a real exchange at some point. I'm sure. Like, I feel like this always gets said by both us and people in general. But like, I'm sure every important character will be at one piece in the game, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure they'll have to interact in some way. Maybe not. We're like, we're like seven years out at least, but probably. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I we've been ten years out for ten years, so <laughs> I just think he has Oda has so many ideas and he wants to get to them all. But I hope that he's like, I don't know, healthy, better at 
Yeah. Uh, I just want him to get to, you know, trim some of the fat, speed it up. Uh, it's like, it's like simultaneously I feel that way, but also I don't think One Piece has wasted any time. I'm like, it's all good. I'm glad that yeah. the story is doing all the stuff it's doing. I'm just like, you know, probably should end at some point, right? Yeah. Gonna hit out a thousand episodes pretty soon. It's past a thousand chapters. Uh, anyways, we left off at the end of a, an episode. Uh, 587 now. Um, we're hitting two hours in my recording and I have three episodes <laughs> left to talk about, uh, which is what I expected exactly. Uh, so Toshigi tries to attack again, here her torso half, and the law doesn't even attack her again. She just misses. She's just, you know, not particularly skilled at fighting without legs. And uh, some people shoot at him. He just turns them back around. He's like, you shot yourself, dipshits. And he goes to attack Tashiki again, but this time Smoker rushes in and blocks it, and uh, now we see them fight. I have no notes on it, but it looks really cool. That's my only note. It's cool, and Law is way too strong. You have to nerf Law. You know how they always nerf Luffy? Every arc, they need to nerf Law. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of Luffy, we cut back to Luffy, and he is riding the alligator, man. They have, I don't know, beaten him into submission, uh, and everyone has nice coats! It's great. I love, I, I, again, I love Luffy's uh, punk hazard fit. Uh, probably my second favorite to dress Rosa, um, which is in our, our new art, his dress Rosa shirt, which also, I don't know if it was in a canon like episode or something, but the dress Rosa shirt that Luffy wears with the like pineapple suns on it, uh, at one point Frankie has been seen wearing like before, way before dress Rosa. I don't know if, Odo is just like, that's a good shirt. I'm bringing it back. Or um, there's that meme that I've seen where it's like, dad, can I borrow this shirt? And he's like, no, I'm taking your mom to Chili's tonight. Like that's Luffy <laughs> trying to borrow Frankie's shirt. <laughs> Meanwhile, a minion man checks in with the boss, the gas man about uh, Law's fight. He's like, hey, boss. Uh, so Law's fighting Smoker and the Marines saw the kids. Uh, the the navy seeing the children is the the bad thing for the gas man and uh the the bird girl is in this room too they're they're working together this is when we get her name monet and um she reports oh uh our dragon was killed too uh <laughs> and brownbeard i think she talks about brownbeard being beaten i guess i think so so my notes seem to suggest I watched this yesterday and I, I can't be positive now. So here's the thing though. They're like, if the intruders are pirates, then uh, I, I think they're, I think Monet is like, I checked the wanted ads and you know, it's straw hat. That's the guy who's here. And um, oh man, this fucking scene gas man. I should probably just start saying his name because it comes up in the next episode, but he is like, well, if there's pirates here, if we just kill everybody, we can shift the blame on the pirates, right? You know, <laughs> no harm, no foul. Some pirates killed some marines. Everybody died in the end. Um, they're like, I don't know. It doesn't really solve our problem, right? You know, it's hard to control a narrative you know, like that. And he's like, ah, I know a guy who can control the narrative before it reaches the public. Hey, Monet, call Joker. <laughs> I bet you didn't think the fucking Joker was in this. No, I did not. It's not like I've been warning you for a long time. <laughs> There's the Joker. Joker. There's the Joker. <laughs> oh, <here>. man. <laughs> Fucking. 
Joker's to the left of me. Clown's to the right. (laughs) Caesar clown to the right. Do you think Caesar clown and uh, Buggy are related? Um, or do you think there's a difference? No. Like he's Buggy the clown and he's Caesar clown. Like the the is the differentiating there. Uh, it was actually a D. It's duh. It's it's Buggy duh Bug- clown. Bu- yeah, Buggy duh clown. <laughs> Buggy D clown. Uh, I God. Um, I feel like I joked about Caesar and like like without saying his name when we watched Strong World because there was a fucked up clown there. I, I think um, so. Like I think I was like. I think I joked about a fucked up clown scientist. What a novel idea uh, or something. <laughs> Probably. But yes, this the, I've been skirting around Caesar Caesar's name for no good reason. He's the gas man. Caesar clown. Um, my problematic fave. I just, I enjoy when he's on screen, even though he exclusively does bad things. Um, and for all, I'll get to the shit that people are going to you, you know, yell at me about later, but... Every every time we say gas man, it just makes me think of this very bad wrestling thing where the guy's gimmick he was a uh, Billy Gunn and he was the ass man. <laughs> and let me let me send you. What if Caesar's while you're looking that up? What if Caesar's coat instead of saying gas gas said ass ass? <laughs> Can we make that edit? Can someone do that? <laughs> or vape vape? I also take. Oh, Maybe man. that's why I like him so much. This is this is this is peak wrestling right here. <laughs> oh, you're sending me a video. This episode isn't long enough. I guess I'll watch this. <laughs> you can just need to do like the first like 10, 15, 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. It's the, <laughs> just the thumbnail's like Mr. Ass. I feel like I feel like this Frankie would pull this shit. Just like the dance moves that he's doing. <laughs> oh yeah. I just I, I love the lyrics. <laughs> just I love I'm to love him. I love to kick him. <laughs> I love to shove him. <laughs> Cause the the song has a, Is this Sanji? Because <laughs> the presentation of the song is like not only is he proud of his own ass, does he like women's asses? Does he just like asses oh, in man. general, or is it all just, of it? Just all ass all the time. Actually, <laughs> I I feel like I've thought of, I don't know if I've said it out loud. I find it alarming how much Sanji isn't an ass man, and it made me realize One Piece doesn't really care about asses. It's all about tits, like a hundred percent of the I, time. I think that's completely just like a cultural thing. Maybe from what or at least just like Oda's hor- fucking taste with, with like horny horny anime stuff. There's not a, as much attention brought to brought to butts. It's mostly just chests. No. And as, that's uh, like, there's a lot of horny stuff in the Yakuza games. So that's something they always put a lot of attention on, like like legs because like bare legs or like mm-hmm. or the bust, but not like not like a butt. And that's why um and also and just the way fan artists women- fucking deliver, I guess. <laughs> The way One Piece women are shaped, uh, <laughs> I don't think Sanji would know what to do if he saw well, like someone you know, who did hips. not have. That's, yeah, that's the thing. Larger, lar- larger, larger rear ends are usually punchlines in One Piece. It, I, the thing is, there are a lot of hourglass shapes. Like typically, mm, yeah, they will, they will, they will. It's not even that Robin has an ass that is, you know. God, so fucking world. Our show always becomes this. It's not even that, like, <laughs> you know, that is 
so much of a objectification or exaggeration with her. But the women in One Piece, like Robin, like Nami, are just given such thin, like, mid-regions that by comparison to the waist, they got some hips. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, our episodes keep getting worse. Anyways, um, <laughs> that was a uh, eye-catch cliffhanger is him saying he's going to call Joker. <laughs> I fucking cheered when he said it. That I don't know what, how do you, I mean, it's not really revealed who he's talking about or what he's doing, but there is a character, a character in One Piece called Joker <laughs> uh, that we're going to have to deal with later. Uh, I, I hope he says we live in a society, Caesar. I'm sure he That's will. all I want. Of course the clown's going to know someone named uh, Joker. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we go back to the body swap team. <laughs> Um, who are just kind of, you know, running forward. What else can they do? The kids are following them. Not sure why everyone started to act weird. Um, it's worth saying that the char- like the correct voice, like Sanji is using Sanji's voice and it's coming out of Nami. Yeah. Which makes for some great fucking alarming visuals. Um, I think... Some of the more th- cartoony shit to happen in one Yeah, piece. I think this is the part where... The line that's like that I just think is really funny is Frankie to a uh, Nami who is inside Frankie's body. It's just like, don't you dare button up that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Nami wants to cover up her chest and, and he's like, no, you got to show off my fucking pecs. What are you doing? And like he's and that's coming out of Chopper's body. I love how there's like subtle. I shouldn't say subtle, but there's like differences to each character's face to reflect like, like mainly in the eyes, like yeah. Nami has like a different kind of expression to reflect Sanji in there. But I think Frankie and Chopper's body is my favorite one of those. <laughs> yeah. It's so upsetting. I don't think we've gotten to the point where Robin like is like so mad at Frankie for making Chopper less cute. But it's I, th- I think that's in the next episode, probably. But it's so funny. She's like, how dare you do this to me? Uh, <laughs> They yeah, Sanji loves having tits, which again feels character like characteristically <laughs> inconsistent for us. Uh, but who cares? Uh, Smoker is fighting Law, and the Marines are cheering him on. Tashigi has a flashback to Alabasta, where Smoker's like, "Oh, pirates are pirates. You you can't trust them." And uh, Tashigi's like, "Man, I guess you're right. Even though he sided with the warlords, Law is out here doing shit." And Smoker's like, as he's like chasing Law with his, you know, he's a, he's the white chase or some shit. Uh, he's like asking Law, like, what are you doing? What, like, why are you here? What are you up to? Uh, what are you in the middle of? Who's in control? Law doesn't answer any of these questions. Uh, but Smoker does suggest like, is this why you joined the warlords? What are you trying to gain? And Law does not answer with words, but with sword. And um, here's another thing his power can do. Make fucking stone pillars appear. Why not? I'm sure he can adjust the earth. Why not? Why not? If he can move boats and shit inside of his room, why not do yeah, it with literal earth? It's one of his moves in, uh, in Jump Force. And I legit, like when I was testing that game out, we haven't done the stream yet as a recording. It's already happened when it's out. But when I saw him do that move, I was like, oh, I forgot he could do that. <laughs> <laughs> just like testing the game out but he does that in his fight with smoker uh smoker's like i know something's big is happening here talk to me law 
and Law does not talk to him. He pulls up a stone pillar like through Smoker. I don't know why he stopped here at all, um, but he's like stuck on it for a second. And he's like, he sends his legs around to kick him in the back, which is, I guess, a little similar to what you were talking about with Buggy in terms of just like, you know, there's only so much you can do to separate someone who can already separate themselves. But what Law does here, instead of talk to Smoker, reveal his fucking machinations, is through one of the stone pillars, he uses his scalpel attack to just take out Smoker's heart. (laughs) It's still beating in a little cube of space. I I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? But he's like, he's, he's knocked out probably from like shock and pain, but he is like, technically unharmed like his body still perfectly functions it's just that like his heart is somewhere else like it's still functioning his body's running as if it's connected to it but law has control of it which kind of means like he decides if you live or die (laughs) uh anyways end of episode how do you i mean we already know he can do that because they say it but like you said before you weren't expecting to see him do it now yeah, and I do I do like how it is a realistic looking heart compared to one he swapped the uh straw hats. We see like yes. a cartoon heart pop out. Like I, I like yeah. how they have those different visual representations to show like he's doing different mm-hmm. things. Maybe not bloody enough, if I had to be honest. <laughs> I don't know how he's able to maintain hearts after the room closes, but I guess it's the same type of existential dread question you have of like if you switch someone's head with a cannonball, and then you just, like, leave. They're just like that forever. (laughs) Unless you come back and fix them. I mean, many fears. Something I do like that they establish is that everyone can see the, like, room that he makes, and they describe it as the subtitles I was... Like a thick fog, ...reading said they called it a a film. Mm, Yeah, there's, like, a haze. It's it's interesting, like, of course, visually to have it, as us watching an anime, but it's cool it's that they good can, that see, they it can see it too. Yeah, so they have yeah. an idea of what's going on instead of it just being like a just for the viewer type thing, which I they could just not do say, and I'd be like, well, okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just yeah, how it I works. Mean, cool either way, but it is cool that they can see it. Next episode, we got two more left. Five eighty eight. Law reflects on having Smoker's heart in his hand. <laughs> Tashigi tries to avenge him. For all I know, she might think he's dead at this point. Uh, It certainly seems that way in a minute, but uh, the Marines don't let her uh, go after, and then the room, like, closes. I say closes because I'm talking about a room, but I don't know what words they would use, but (laughs) we'll cut back to this scene later. Uh, Oh, wait, actually, this scene kind of just starts to combine with other scenes because Team Luffy is arriving here. He's about to get to the same uh, sort of dock area in front of the lab he is you know still riding alligator man and the uh you know brown beard is you know saying like look i gotta get back to my master luffy's like looking ahead and he sees law and he's like oh hey law i love you law wow i get he he's helped me he saved me uh you know saved my life just like jinbei did um there's a line in the in the dub where it's like i'm able to check off so many of my thank you so quickly uh which is funny so he remembers you know law and he calls him trophy in the dub uh you said the subs say tra like hyphen guy guy. 
Yeah, he's a try guy. guy, and he uh, popular YouTube along. channel, <laughs> the, the Try Guys, <laughs> refers to him as a Straw Hat Ya. Yes, yeah, Straw Hat Ya. He puts like a Ya after any like name or, or nickname he gives people, which um, usually I've seen uh, also dubbed or, or subbed as Straw Hatter, like putting it like a like that kind of spin on it. Curious, uh, if you're just seeing the Ya, that's cool. I remember, I, I remember, I think I talked about this on Marineford, where Law calls him that, and Buggy, like, repeats it back to him, and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That's really I just, I just I just have, like, Buggy's delivery of that, like, ingrained in my brain somewhere. Anyways, Law's like, we're not friends, we're pirates, I helped you out on a whim, leave me alone, and Luffy's like, ha so true, bestie? Anyways, uh... <laughs> They notice that uh, the, the camera pans over to Smoker's dead body. And uh, Tashigi looks like she got her legs back. She runs over and mourns over uh, Smoker's dead body. And Luffy's like, oh, hey, I know Smoker and Tashigi. Hi, it's been a while. How y'all doing? And uh, Tashigi, not really even noticing this, goes to attack Law to avenge Smoker. And he's like, oh, this is so annoying. And he just, like, switches her uh, and Smoker's body. Because why not? Let's have one yeah. more of those. Why not? Fuck it. I'm sure that, that, that's the one that I'm much more interested in. The dynamic of is those <laughs> yeah. two. As a, as a direct one-to-one off trade, we'll talk about in a little bit. La, just after this, you know, this kind of, I think, knocks both her and uh, Smoker. I mean, Smoker's already out, but I think it's, like, just debilitates her for a minute. Probably because her consciousness went into someone who is unconscious. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Who cares why? But Law is going to go back into the lab. And uh, he tells uh, Luffy that he's like, uh, he tells him where to go. He's like, go up there to the back of the old lab. You'll find what you're looking for there. He means his crewmates. And he's like, we'll talk again later. Bye. <laughs> and it's like, okay, shit. So they do. And uh, of course, uh, Brownbeard is like, he's talking to me. He's going to help me. <laughs> he's not, but they go up there. We cut up there where he was pointing the back of the old destroyed lab. And uh, Team Nami is struggling with uh, how cold it is. Both the, the Straw Hat Pirates and the children who are seemingly just wearing potato sacks. The Here's something stupid that i can't explain to you uh the <laughs> disembodied head of kinemon is like all right i can solve this everybody go put a leaf on your head they're like bro have you seen we're on hoth where do you think we're gonna find a fucking leaf <laughs> and he's like whatever fuck it fine rocks will do i think chopper has like a piece of a pipe on his head or frankie and chopper's body I, th- I don't remember if it's Sanji or I think it's Frankie who's like, you're not going to do some fucking magic words, ab- abracadabra, make it not cold, because if you do, I'll kill you. <laughs> uh, like, basically, that's the line. And then that's more or less what he does. Uh, he says, poof. And then they all magically get warm clothes. <laughs> I am so not sure if this is a devil fruit or just a thing he can do. I, I don't well, remember. Right after he says... Right after he says, I ate a strange fruit, and then I could oh, do this. he does say it? Okay. And then, hold on. The thing that's weird is, like, someone goes, it's like, so you had a devil fruit? It's like, devil, what are you talking about? So, like, I, yeah. maybe? I think I missed the first. I think I missed the f- first half of that, because I just have, like, in my notes, 
it's just like someone asks him if he has a devil fruit and he's like what the fuck is that the devil i don't associate with the devil <laughs> yeah something like that but if if you're if you read subs that said i ate a weird fruit and ever since i've been able to do this that's probably what it's pointing to but either way he can turn uh, ordinary small objects into clothes and sanji's like why didn't you do this sooner and he was like I was kind of enjoying the half-naked lady, to be honest with you. And they beat him up again. <laughs> uh, anyways, Luffy catches up and gets there uh, to the same place. And the friends are united. And he's very confused why everyone is acting so strange. Sanji's body is dancing around excited. And Zoro's like, why is he doing that? That's weird. Because it's choppers in his body, that's why. Uh, very funny is... Uh, you know sanji and nami's body is like you know again uh trying to show off those titties and uh brooke is on board i think so is it usopp's also on board i don't remember that that's sounds uh uncharacteristic to him but i I remember at least brooke and someone else usopp does pop up but i think usopp and luffy are just finding it funny of the situation Mm. i don't think usopp is into seeing boobs no he seems you know he seems to just find like the situation funny yeah. Uh at this Nami and Frankie's body punches her own body with Sanji <laughs> in it. And uh everyone's like uh, someone's like oh Frankie stop it down boy. <laughs> I I remember the dub saying down boy which is funny. This same bit happens again and I think uh Chopper refers to it as like you can't that would be technically suicide if you're in Frankie's body and you murder your own body <laughs> with someone else in it. Um this this area of the lab is or this this old lab is is extremely damaged. Uh the head of Kinemon has reconnected with his legs. Um still no torso, just a head on uh, two legs. Luffy is very sad to lose his centaur uh powers. <laughs> Nami's body wakes up. Sanji inside of it explains he had a great dream about being on Boob Mountain. Yeah, that part was just like fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that's just these maybe one of the most absurd visuals <laughs> we've ever been treated to yeah uh, just like a bunch of like rivers running down a mountain of of titties and he's <laughs> sliding down it he is he is uh yelled at for having such a dream and uh weirdly enough nami lets nami smoke <laughs> it's like she in frankie's body is like here go ahead smoke you know i know you get stressed out and smoke and Sanji's like, are you sure this is your body? And like, I don't actually want this, but I do think it would be funny if just Nami smoked for the rest of the show. Like, fuck, you got me addicted the brief time you were in my body. It's like, um, I, I, I started playing Devil May Cry 5 recently. And after it starts, there's like a disclaimer that comes up. Like, we do not like endorse smoking. <laughs> like after the uh, a, a dramatic cigarette is lit. I just I think it would be funny if that popped up on the screen at any point in one piece. Like, we don't endorse this. It's a. Uh, it made me think of in the um, for the tabletop game, uh, Eclipse phase, like the opening story that they have to set up uh the universe. The like character in the short story, he is. It's like a transhumanist like kind of thing. So the opening of the st- of the short story, he like his. Uh, consciousness is put into like a woman's body and he like mm. he, he he like f- he starts to feel irritable and he's like ah oh, fuck i guess this one used to be a smoker 
oh well best i could get for how much i had it's like that's a weird thing to think about i was like would could sanji get nami addicted to cigarettes through this or is it just like spiritual yeah like, or like like uh, uh wow man what does that make uh make me think of um oh this is not fictional it's real um <laughs> the the documentary marwin calls at the um very bizarre film welcome to marwin is based off of in that story the man he was an alcoholic he loses his memory in an assault and when he you know wakes up on the other side of it just never has the interest to drink again and like that is something that i find like fascinating like how the brain manages to make that happen like he has some memories about like what he did before like the his you know interest in cross-dressing um but he just is like no i never want to drink again weird okay Hmm. cool um that's what i thought of and (laughs) that's a real thing not a not a piece of fiction (laughs) yeah um great documentary fucking weird uh zemeckis movie um anyways that's uh steve carell's in that movie right yes i saw commercials for that movie and was like this is odd uh, <laughs> i it's, don't know if i want to see this it's an odd thing to put the blockbuster veneer on like yeah. if it wasn't a true story it would be you know a weird choice on its own but to take that true story and be like i'm gonna make a Zemeckis Forrest Gumpy blockbuster. It's like <laughs> I can't tell if it's well intentioned or not. I have no <laughs> idea. Um. Anyways, weird movie. Don't have time to talk podcast about it. Oh, we were talking about Nami smoking. Yeah. One other thing. Nami starts collecting a a, a ledger of gross shit Sanji does on her body that he that she will find him for later. Um, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> that's good. Then they they get you know kind of to recap. All of the the mysterious puzzle pieces we've been given. Um, this samurai guy, who I still don't think they have said his name, was fighting uh, some some centaur people here looking for his son. That's where they heard the distress signal. La, at some point after that, cut him into three pieces. This was his last resort. They're like, hey, why was it that we could hear words come out of your legs, though? And he's like, oh, I'm just really good at farting speech. Okay, so then he continues farting, and it's like, okay, I don't understand how that works, but it's very funny. Anyways, Brooke points out that he saw a torso with no head or legs, so that's interesting that that happened again to another person. (laughs) And they're like, no, you idiot, that's clearly his torso. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, you know, there's going to be a beat where they have to go find his torso later. But for now... We check in on the Marines who are doing their own little uh, recuperation in a cave or something. And uh, Smoker has woken up and has Tashigi's voice um, <laughs> because they are swapped. And it's like, it's I, very much again, like they just wanted to, like, this was a thought experiment. It was like, that would be funny to draw and do. So it's like Smoker, but very, you know, quiet, buttoned yeah. up. <laughs> and and uh, Demure. The Marines are, are so, you know, like, you know, it's one thing to talk to Tashigi, but to talk to Smoker with that personality, or as we'll see in a second, <laughs> the alternative, which is uh, Smoker. I don't even think Smoker is a horny guy. I think he's, he's not pretty by it. He's ex- he's he's Vossel uh, for sure. But <laughs> I think we've referred to him as no fat that one <laughs> a couple probably. episodes ago. <laughs> I, I think so. 
I think it was. Uh, I, I think I know that we said before that like Luffy, like maybe once Luffy finds the One Piece, he'll allow himself carnal pleasure. But that's extremely <laughs> true of Smoker, where it's like, until there is crime, I cannot know. Or until there is no crime. <laughs> I cannot know peace. But, like, so, Smoker in Tashiki's body, the tits are out. Like, it's torn open. He's smoking, you know, two of those those fat ones. Again, I think this is, like, Oda being, like, Tashiki would be, like, so much hotter if she had the confidence of some of these other characters. Here's a way I can do that. You know, I... If it wasn't for the tits out part, I like the rest of the look. I think it looks really cool for her. <laughs> But the oh, no, it's, massive it's tits that look looks just takes away from like how cool it is <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fine either way. Um, I don't yeah. mind. I don't mind titties. I watch. I've watched One Piece twice. But um, <laughs> the thing about Smoker is I don't feel like it's horny in any way. I feel like no, he's just so used to like a breeze on his chest. He's yeah. like, I don't. I don't like having things on my chest. If this I, and it doesn't bother me, it shouldn't bother any of you because, again, he's no fap and he thinks everybody should be. <laughs> Tashiki in Smoker's body, I don't know if she seemed upset about what Smoker is doing. Like, I don't think she... No. She, maybe we're just cutting past it, hypothetically, but either way... They didn't yes, give any are, indication, at least. No, she seems to just be like her normal self uh yeah. she instinctively goes to push up glasses that she's no longer wearing and funny enough smoker into shigi's body just has them pushed all the way up they don't fall down anymore yeah. <laughs> which i think is like great subtleties to to how their personalities differ and that's another thing too they're like they're like we were so used to you know to shigi being this cute quiet girl and now she is is, is is tits out and intimidating in a different way. We don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> but Smoker's voice is coming out of her and starts to talk about what might be going on here. He's like, we did see a ship that had a CC on it, and it doesn't say PH for Punk Hazard. And he's like, I might have a good idea who that CC is, though. Um, meanwhile, this is like cutting in between two scenes. Uh, the gas man starts to go to his normal form. Oda finally decided what it is, uh, and Law is walking to him, Smoker's heart in hand. And uh, as we start, to, we start to see features of this man, this gas man, as a, a as a Smoker starts to you know reveal his name and a little bit about him. He's like, it's probably a former collaborator of Vegapunk, Caesar Clown. Wow, scary. Um, we're still not done. We have one more episode. 589, uh, immediately after that scene, none of the G5 Marines have heard of this guy. Toshigi, in Smoker's Body, goes on to talk about something different that she won't admit is probably connected, um, which we'll figure out in a second. She's like, there have been a lot of kidnapping reports in the area. This is where she tries to push up her glasses, my notes say. She's, and she's like, kind of trails off, and Smoker in Toshigi's body is like, you're you're afraid to admit what's probably true, but we both saw those kids here, so chances are the kidnapping reports are are you know real and connected, and maybe something's going on here. And uh, there's I I watched this scene a couple of times, and I feel like I'm missing something, but uh, there's something about the articles that they were referring to as like a mistake, and or like something about it, like maybe the something about them the way they were written was a red flag for them because Smoker is like something about the articles, whatever they're talking about, couldn't just be mistakes. 
So he's able to come to the conclusion that someone in G5 is trying to cover up what's going on here. Yeah. I don't know if you can fill in the gap that I'm missing or what, but he comes to that conclusion. It it, it seemed weird because I wasn't sure where he was getting at that from what you're saying, but yeah, he just like says it's it's coming from in here probably and everyone's like what the fuck smoker how could you say that about us marines have never done anything wrong before we weren't torturing a man <laughs> episodes ago um and smoker's like shut the fuck up like corruption can happen in any group of people marines are just a collection of people he's like we just need like right now what he wants to do is uh get his heart back and get their bodies uh swapped back to normal Speaking of, Caesar is hanging up the phone saying, I just got approval from Joker that I can kill everybody. <laughs> the Straw Hats, the G5 unit, and Foxfire Kinemon. Uh, and Joker will make sure that it's listed in the news as accidents at sea. <gasps> wow, what a powerful Joker. Could Joker be the one that Smoker is referring to? Who could say? <laughs> Joker, Smoker. Uh-huh. What if they're the same uh-huh. version? <laughs> what if? I guess we'll have to keep watching the arc and see what happens. Uh, I love Monet's glasses. She has some fun little Coke bottle glasses on. Uh, I, I love reading in the corner. Glasses on anime girls it makes me happy. She's one of, like I just love her design. Probably talk about it a bunch for the rest of this arc. So get used to that for like months. But um, I love her. And uh, someone comes in uh, the room, runs into the room, uh, distressed and dying. They're like freezing to death. Uh, They're a a centaur person. And um, Caesar, his master, is like, oh, you know, I'll get you some medicine. I'll take care of you. Let's go. Let's go take care of that. Uh, I'm sure that'll go perfectly well because Caesar has never done anything wrong. Anyways, (laughs) back to Luffy. We see now that uh, Usopp put together some quick little uh, headgear to remind who is actually talking out of the body. So Nami's body now has a funny little Sanji hat, which Sanji says makes her less sexy, which he's right, but <laughs> not the point. Um, unfortunately, our podcast doesn't have any great visual reminders, so we're just going to have to trip over twice as many names as usual. This is when we become a visual podcast just until they go back just, to their regular God. bodies. No, just watch the cartoon so you know what we're talking about. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast and you don't watch it, just watch podcast. Uh, anyways, they're talking to Brownbeard as they're tying him up. And uh, he's still confident that Law is going to save him. I was talking to him. Uh, he complains about the worst generation. He says, your generation to Luffy. And Luffy's like, what are you talking about? Are you, do you hate millennials, you fucking freak? <laughs> no, he's talking about the worst generation, which he includes Blackbeard in... I don't know if that's been said before that Blackbeard was considered like everyone in the worst generation. No, I don't. Th- I think this is the first time it's been uh, brought up that he's part of that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But um, whatever. Fine. I've always counted Blackbeard as different, both because he showed up uh, way before Saba Odi and also because he immediately becomes a Yonko uh, and he's not in Saba Odi at all. Brownbeard includes him as part of the troublemaking worst generation that, uh, uh, fucks up the new world after Whitebeard dies. Like, that's how he's defining it. <laughs> but uh, he says that including them, uh, one of them, Hawkins, uh, took his legs. Bummer. He says that this island here, Ponk Hazard, used to be green and beautiful up until 
Vegapunk's experiment went wrong. Everything died! And then uh, he just fucking leaves, take, taking care of no one. And many people who were left behind lost the usage of their lower bodies. And then Caesar Clown shows up and with his gas powers was able to purify the island. I would love to know, did he leave for the Okiji fight? I don't, maybe they'll <laughs> talk about it. I don't remember. But presumably he purifies it before the fight and uh, helps these people walk again. Maybe, maybe he shows up after. It's kind of unclear from this story and I don't remember. So I can't set the record straight. Uh, Blackbeard, or not Blackbeard, sorry. I just wrote BB in my notes. Brownbeard <laughs> describes uh, how he, I don't remember if he says how he got here, but he was crawling around the island without his legs and uh, Caesar Clown shows up and, is, uh, save, and saves him. And he, you know, him, like everyone else, uh, he, he gives them like new devices to help them walk. Like you see these people like, you know, kind of in like balloon sort of things. Yeah. Uh, which is neat. It's interesting, like, the capacity for goodness that Caesar Clown has. He only uses it to further bad things, though. He's like, <laughs> I, you know, these people can't walk. I will cure them of their ailment uh, such that I will have able-bodied uh, test subjects for my awful crimes. <laughs> but there's the capacity there. He's capable uh, that he won't do. Um, notably, when, the, you know, in this story... Uh, Chopper and Frankie are like, you know, crying about how there's this beautiful, touching story of the scientist saving these people, <laughs> um, not aware of the of the reality. And uh, yeah, it's like, you know, the master uh, Caesar Clown is like saving all these people. Eventually, Law shows up, which definitely is after the Okiji uh, Akainu fight. Um, yeah. And with his power, he's able to give a lot of these people new legs uh, from animals. So that's how we get all these fucked up centaur people, which again, Enough stuff in One Piece is weird that didn't have to be law, but makes sense that it is. Uh, Vegapunk also made a dragon to protect the island, but um, he's already been killed and eaten, so uh, F. Uh, the thing about Caesar Clown, though, is uh, that he's always needing test subjects, and Brownbeard kind of laughs, uh, saying that, you know, these straw hat pirates will become new test subjects for him um, once he is saved by his big buddy law. Surely that'll be exactly what happens. Yep. We cut back to Caesar Clown, the magnanimous scientist who only does good things. And we see him <laughs> uh, giving that medicine to that guy who is freezing to death. And uh, hmm, seems to just be choking to death in a chamber. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these strange. last two scenes are, are, yeah, strange. These last two scenes are kind of cut together. Uh, as Smoker explains, the accident four years ago uh and the weapon that was made that was fired and, and quote-unquote accident was not an accident but done on purpose by caesar <gasps> who was working with vegapunk at the time and me, yeah we cut back to caesar who after he gets the notes he wants from his uh choking to death test subject in the room he's like okay thanks bye uh he hits the a button that seems to finish him off we see like a chimney puff up and like a some pretty dark imagery smoker says that uh vegapunk uh took the full blame for the accident uh caesar uh, caesar clown was arrested for his involvement with it but because he is a gas man he very quickly escaped and uh <laughs> it has come back so like yeah he came back and helped people but he caused the problem and uh <laughs> You know, is only doing it for his own evil deeds. 
So uh, shame. Um, but that is the where we are stopping for today's podcast. Um, lots of stuff set up. Not everything has you know been solved. You know we still got stuff to figure out with Keenamon. Uh, but we know a lot of the main players on the board. We have Caesar Clown Monet. Law is somewhere in the middle of all of this. Smoker and Toshiki are here, but so many people have been body swapped, and uh, someone called someone called Joker is uh, higher up than all of this still. So there's always a Joker. Dude, that's, we we talked about it last time, <laughs> but literally legally, someone has to be the Joker who says I'm the Joker, baby, <laughs> and we're finally gonna meet. The Joker baby of One Piece. <laughs> or at least find out the identity of, even if we don't meet him in this arc. <laughs> Who could say? I'm excited to hear your prediction for next time, Jewelry, when we uh, are done with the plugs at the end of the episode. I'm sure you got something good cooked up. But before we do plugs, what are your what are your thoughts going into this new arc? It's a, it's a whole new arc. Um, I'm more interested in it already than I was with Fishman Island. Body swapping is undeniable, in my opinion. I, I think like, that that's interesting. We've got we've got Trafalgar actually, I Law say that here. I don't like your name, but anyways, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. My name is very good, thank you. Uh, no, nah, you don't. Wanna... <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I think it's uh, they've got a cool environment. They've got an interesting bad guy who uh is very clearly just a bad, 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 bad guy. Um, instead of having some vague undercurrent of understanding. What, you don't mean, uh, you mean Caesar Clown? <laughs> what, you don't think he could be reformed and maybe be a straw hat in the future? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's someone out there like, here's, here's how Caesar Clown's going to be the next straw hat. Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> me, uh, several uh, years he- ago. He's he's gonna team up with with Enel. He's they're gonna make a robot that <laughs> uh that shoot fart gas to hurt the bad guys. And Luffy goes, "That's cool." Be in my crew. Hell yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, a lot of people for a while thought Caesar Clown could potentially be reformed. This is a conversation that will be much more relevant at the end of the arc. Um, for a couple of reasons. But I wasn't alone in that idea. But one Piece has really doubled down on... He's done so many war crimes. And the thing is, you know, a lot of characters do. A lot of... You know, everyone... Uh, you know, Frankie did bad stuff. Robin did bad stuff. Uh, but... A war crimes, though? <laughs> the war... Yeah, that, yeah. Maybe a bridge too far. Too many characters <laughs> won't forgive him for the shit uh, he's, you know, experimenting on children. Uh, but uh, another part of it was like, I don't know, there's no Logia member on the crew. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we haven't seen a ton of him in this arc yet but i just think he's very charming every time he's on screen he's you know it's not uncommon for people to uh be like yeah they're villains they're bad they're bad guys but you know i like watching them be bad yeah <laughs> that's caesar is at the top of my list for that um and i love this arc because it has caesar and it has law um and i like <laughs> monet a lot too and smoker smoker's always a fun uh member to have on the chessboard but yeah, it's cool to hear that you're excited. I think all of this new stuff, uh, Law is a character you want to see more of. I say you, I just kind of mean the, like the royal you, like everybody involved, except for, I guess, Andrew. All the jewelries out there, 
Which is just me because I'm the only one. I'm excited <laughs> yep, to see this sort of go on. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. I'm glad that you're excited. We'll be back next month in April. That's painful to say <laughs> as we're still in February. But we'll continue the arc. And then uh, I think about the same number of episodes as Fishman Island. I don't remember from the breakout. But, you know, we're going to talk about it till it's over. And then we're going to do Dress Rosa. Anyways. This episode's so fucking long. Jory, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at NoImJory, because I'm the only one. If there's another one, uh, they should stop it. I, I can't really... I can't do much else about it, so they just gotta stop. At least right now. Maybe in, like, a year all. Maybe after, like, a time skip, I'll have the power to take care of it myself. Mm-hmm. That's what you need, a time skip. <laughs> I, uh... I, I, I have 3D 2i on my ankles. I don't even remember if I brought that up. Probably I did in Marineford, but I at one point I was like, I've had this tattoo for two years now. Should I get the two crossed off or something? Should I <laughs> should I call this my time skip emotionally? <laughs> um, and the answer is no. I'm still I'm still there. I think. But um, anyways, go on with your time skip joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Twitter was where I have stuff that I'm doing that's out. You can if i if i have something fun i've tweeted it i tweet pictures of my dog that's a good reason enough to follow me mm-hmm. don't give a shit about like other content cuz everything else is bad but i tweet about my dog sometimes and he's he's fun that's why you should follow me my dog not because you like my pod or anything <laughs> just cuz cuz you like like my my dog he's a good boy <laughs> he's looking at me right now like shut the fuck up jory <laughs> you been you been you been talking in this warm room about One Piece for three hours. Let me go outside. <laughs> it's finally nice out. I have to piss. <laughs> That's probably part of it, yes. <laughs> uh, podca- I don't know how people podcast with dogs. I'm lucky that my cats are completely fine locked out of my room for three hours. <laughs> um, Sometimes I'll keep Rain out of my room, but for the most part, he wants to be in here, and he's pretty well behaved, so I'll just bark if there's, like, noise outside. Good boy. Where can we find you? Well, I'm on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Ghost of Joe. Ghost of J-O. On another podcast called Got It Memorized, where uh, we know we've done all the Kingdom Hearts games in a funny recap style. And uh, we're doing Final Fantasy X-2 right now. I, well, right now. I don't know if we're going to be done by the end of March. Uh, also, I'm planning on starting a writing project soon in March. Um, I'll just edit it in here if I've started it. If I haven't yet. <laughs> It's coming soon, or I'll edit it out. I don't know. I'll let me figure that out in a month. Wow, it's March. It's been a month, and I have to now plug a writing project that I will be starting the same week this episode comes out. Uh, I'm writing about Disney animation uh, on a project called Make Mine Movies. It is a newsletter twice a week, Monday or Friday. I mean, well, both. I must. Uh, Both days I'll be putting out essays on every a Disney feature film from the main Disney animated feature studios. It's, it's four names in that name. But you can find it on the web. Uh, ghostofjoe.com will redirect you to the hosting site review. And you can also find it on my Twitter. I'll be tweeting uh, it out. I've already done like some tweeting as of the time that I'm recording this. But Friday, uh, the same day that this episode comes out in the public feed, I will be posting the intro piece there will also be an audio companion if you would rather listen to me read the essay than read it yourself some people would still call that reading it's like an audio book but 
Uh, you can, if you want to do the audio version, just search Make Mine Movies in your podcast app or Spotify. Or you can add the RSS feed directly if you go find the written piece at, uh, at the website. So um, go check that out. I'm excited about it. I've been working on it basically nonstop uh, for a month. That's it. Thank you if you checked it out. You can uh, follow this show on Twitter at we are watching OP. Uh, I think it's in our bio, but you can also go to uh, patreon.com slash we are watching OP uh, where you can support us uh, on a monthly basis uh, for just a dollar. Just, just mail us a crisp little bill and you can get these episodes two days early. And uh, you'll also get our monthly bonuses. Uh, as we mentioned three hours ago, <laughs> our March bonus is going to be uh, a discussion episode, kind of like this, but for a filler arc. We're going to talk about Z's ambition arc, uh, which is uh, four little four little episodes uh, kind of setting up uh, some movie stuff, kind of. I don't really know how it's going to work, because it's like... <laughs> It's a contained story in four episodes, but it's also tying into a movie. And uh, also, we're going to talk about the 11-minute short Glorious Island, which I believe is a prequel for Film Z. And then next month in April, we'll do a commentary track for Film Z. Uh, it's been a long time since we've done, like, one of the big, big movies. So that's exciting. Thank you to all of our patrons for this month of March. Adam B., Adam W., Andrew, Anton, Ashuk, Becca, Ben, Captain Moke, Chad, Clueless Wanderer, Damien, Deus Aqueous, Endless Moon, Eric V., Gage, Heidi, Jay Harkins, Jackson, Jalen, Jamesus, Cat D., Cat F., Ken, Kyle, Logan, Lucas, Luke, Mallory, Marcus, Martin, McFoley299, Morgan, Paulina, Peter, Riley, Roger, Ryan, Stella, Stephen K, Stephen P, Trey, and Vitaki. It's 420 right now my time. All right, here's where we go. In the next Play episode, it. Luffy smokes a big fat blunt with Caesar <laughs> <laughs> Uh Is that your whole prediction bit? <laughs> uh, I had something else, but I don't know. Let's stop there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, okay. Uh, I guess that's it. Until next time. Yeah. To be... To be continued. continued. God. <laughs>